Welcome back, everybody. This is the weekly DLC. I'm one of your hosts, Karosh. I'm joined today by Daniel. Hello. And Daniel. Hello. And what we do is we're a weekly podcast. We release on Mondays on your regular podcasting outlets. Uh, we talk about nerdy topics, comics, movies, you name it. Um, video games a lot lately with yeah. all the crazy games coming out. But um, yeah, we hit everything. We do a little bit of small talk. We each pick a topic. We go over those topics, have a fun discussion. Hopefully you enjoy. And, you know, that's a, that's what makes the world go around. Hell yeah. Um, how you guys been? Tired. Tired? Man, it's been a crazy weekend. WonderCon weekend. <sighs> WonderCon weekend. It's WonderCon. been a, yeah, I I, I uh, took a day off from work to do some stuff. So it's been it's been a fun uh, it's gone fast for me. I went to uh, an event called Brain Candy Live. What's that? It has um it's a I guess scientific show um with Adam Savage and Michael Vsauce. Michael from Vsauce. I forgot his last name. I'm sorry, Michael. Um, Mike, public apology from the weekly. I DLC. know you listen. We'll to have a story. statement issued later from Daniel, but uh, for now, I hope this suffices. So um, they it's a good time. Yeah, yeah. They went on stage. They were just they were talking about different things that affect the not affect the world, but things that are everyday life that you see. And, and scientists have already figured this out and they've given it names and stuff like that. You know, with, um, like, they, they had the whole stadium filled with, like, kind of like a foggy effect. Oh, okay. And they were talking about smoke and they're like, well, first of all, we can't have smoke here because it's illegal. We can't have fire on stage. So they were saying how the fog is actually some type of um, chemical that, that has, like, a foggy effect. Oh, okay. And that's that stuff that you smell that's really sweet. Cool. Um, so that's what it is. So it was really, really, really fun event. Nice. Like two and a half hours long, I think it was. So it was really fun. Nice. Was it like a Vsauce video or like the yeah, format? Yeah, informative. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it was interactive too. Um, mm-hmm. At the end, they ended off with, uh, they blew up um, a a bottle, but it's a, a bigger, like a two liter bottle. Okay. Um, with ping pong balls inside of it. So it just erupted all into the audience. So it was really fun. Oh, That's cool. Nice. Mm-hmm. How was uh, WonderCon for you guys? It was fun. I went Saturday. Yeah. Tiring. Yeah. You went, so you went all three days, huh, Jay? Yeah. yeah. How'd that go? You know what, dude? I'm kind of jaded with cons. <laughs> you've been to one. We should, to we should have... That should. I'm definitely... If you don't bring it up, mm-hmm. uh, I definitely want to bring it up in a future discussion. I think there is um, a saturation going on with it, and we can get into it later, but this con... I love WonderCon more than other ones. I think the big draw for me has got to be, the, I like that it's in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. They brought it back this year. Last year it was gone to LA. I, th- I didn't realize at the time, I thought it was like a bidding thing, but I guess it was because they were doing construction to the Anaheim convention. I didn't even know that. And I saw the construction there when we were yeah. there. They, they were like in later stages of it, but mm-hmm. it, I guess when they were starting it, it was like unusable at the time. Um, but it's nice to see it back. I think they're really going to try and push for it there. The only issue I have, I only went Saturday. I had three-day pass, but I wasn't sure. I got it in advance. I'm like, I'd like to have three-day. I like WonderCon. It doesn't bother me that I have. I only went one day. Um, the parking was a nightmare. I've had really good experiences parking here before, yeah. but it was largely due to the fact that I showed up at like 8 a.m. You have to find free parking. That's another good trick. I think that uh, not enough. I mean, it's a good thing not enough uh-huh. people know about it. But knowing your way around that area is good. You guys, what? How'd you guys get there? We Ubered. I live 
Not too far. Uh, from yeah, not too far. Uber and then free parking for me, just like around the area. Fifteen minute walk. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I do the same thing. Even like with BlizzCon, which is held in the same yeah. uh, place, um, I I'll drive the street and find a, a place and I'll do like a ten minute walk. Yeah, that's mention. good. Which is like a side note that yeah. Uber driver we had was not politically correct. I was man. I wish this guy would just <laughs> keep his mouth shut. Yeah. He. He was uh, he was rude. I still gave him like a four star. <laughs> Man, oh, whatever. What are, you, what are you gonna do? He drove well, didn't he? Yeah. Okay. He so got that's me good. To my destination was fast, smooth ride. He saved me when my phone was at two percent. So for, good. So for me, I ended up going with two of my buddies, and um, we went around midday, like right out, right around lunchtime. Um, we were trying to go for that parking. If you're familiar with like the Disneyland area, they have that Disneyland parking that's that has a shuttle sometimes. Yeah. From it. I've used it before, but usually when you go midday, it can be a little bit more difficult, especially on the biggest day. Was it the Goofy parking or the Donald? The one where it has, like, the Buzz, the Woody, the... Oh, Those. Okay. Um, But we're in traffic, and that lane is clogged up, so you're like, okay, it must be pretty filled. But it's moving, so we're like, okay, it's going to go somewhere. Um, It was closed for the who knows how long, like maybe 10, 15 minutes prior to we got even reaching the entrance of it. They ended up taking us all the way to the Anaheim um, Angel Garden, Stadium. Or the side, yeah, the Angel Stadium, baseball stadium, and then we shuttled from there, which kind of shocked me. But it was it was really easy once we knew that that was the place, and it was really easy to get parking there. I just wish they sort of like they used their Twitter or social media to be like, Go to the hey, area. instead of telling us there's 300 food trucks outside mm-hmm. WonderCon, maybe it's more important that we kind of tell you, hey, parking at this point is now full. We recommend any other attendees going here. Just like, not repeatedly spam it, just like one shot of it. Comic-Con is pretty good about that. Like communicating need-to-know information in and out of the con. I think that's the one thing that I would nitpick about the WonderCon experience. And and I'm assuming you're bringing up the 300 300 food trucks. You looked at their Twitter and that's all you could find. Like, Here's every food truck. So there was the official official WonderCon Twitter Mm -hmm. account or social media, Instagram, whatever, all of them. And then there was like the unofficial, like people that are reporting for them, but they're on their own. And yeah, it was just a mix of cosplay, which is cool. I That's mainly their, what they're trying to promote and the programs and stuff. But it wouldn't hurt, I think, to have one or two like, can, hey, this line is full or this, mm-hmm. uh, you shouldn't go for this signing anymore. Or mm-hmm. like, I always feel like con- conventions are very, they're not organized. It's just my experience. Like, yeah, I mean, the smaller organized. ones are definitely tougher because they don't have the support in it. But, yeah, I, think, I yeah. think it's a good idea for you to start a Twitter account, WonderCon, things you shouldn't do, and then just tweet yeah. out, bad time to go to this line. If you're looking for parking, don't go here. But don't tell people where to go. You just tell them <laughs> not to go in this uh, <laughs> you know. So. Yeah, so WonderCon, yeah, I was also there. I was there Saturday. It was a lot of fun. Um, then, what was it? Uh, Sunday for me, I, I, we talked last week, WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Oh boy. Hell of a show. Loved it. All eight and a half hours. Jeez. I don't know if it's that long. It's, it's a job just to watch. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, I, I was prepping before, and because I, I hosted it um, and uh, for a couple of friends and myself, and... We started watching around like 1.30. We didn't stop until like 9.30. And I was like, holy shit. I can't wait till Monday where there's another three hours of Everyone else was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. It was, I mean, everyone had a good time. Show was pretty good. There was a few things that were sad. Undertaker is now, that was his final 
Very well. So I, I kind of wanted to give him a little quick shout out. So no taker. overtaker. No overtaker. Maybe Blizzard might bring him in uh, as a skin in Overwatch. That will be there like... As a Reaper. He's Undertaker he's, Reaper. <laughs> yeah. That's actually a good idea. Yeah. Hey, Blizzard, you hear this? Um, yeah, aside from that, just been chilling this week, playing a lot of games. Um, I started up this weird... weird I talked about them before. Um, near Automata. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a platinum game. They did uh, Vanquish and uh, I think a couple other kind of like anime esque games. Um, and God, okay, so I played like two hours. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. It, <laughs> there, I couldn't. You couldn't make heads or tails of what I'm about to tell you. So the game starts off like one of those. Uh, what do they call them? Um, you know those like arcade games where it's the top down on a plane Schmops. and like they just shoot shoot them ups. Shoot them ups is with okay. Schmops. Okay, shmups. Yeah, it starts out like a shmup, for those that know what a shmup is. Now you, now you do. Um, and I was like, oh, it's kind of interesting. I had no idea that was what I was going to get. And then it turns into a, a kind of like a side-scrolling shmup. Was it difficult? Because usually those kind of games are really... No, I mean, it was like the intro. So it has you like, here's how you dodge. Here's how you do a light attack. Like the Showtime, or what is it called? Um, the one where it's, it's a... It's a, it's a Ikaruga? Like a, no, no, it's a... Uh, like a TV show, Smash TV. Smash TV. That's what it is. What's that? It's, um, it's a it's a shmup, um, but it's it's like a it, game show, but yeah. But the way the oh, game is, the, okay. the, game, the way the game is played is you move into a room and a bunch of enemies come out and your job is to kill them and not die. And okay. Then you go into the next room and and you, you'll get buffed. Yeah. Like buffs and stuff. So far, I haven't. It wasn't difficult. It was just sort of like I didn't expect the game to start this way. I was right. expecting third person sort of bayonetta esque, which it yeah. gets to, but it starts off with that one, like. You just have me do top-down shmup style game. Mm-hmm. Then it has me doing side-scroller type platforming shmup game. Mega Man. Yeah, sort of like that, but still a uh, ship. Yeah. Um, and then from there, it has me do this like Gundam style game where I'm like, th- like it, it, I'm guiding this piloted Gundam. Nice. And then it goes into the third person. I was like, okay, that was kind of cool. Still don't know what the story is. Then I'm roaming around, and I'll, I'll stop after this, but there's these little like... You know those like old school like wind them up toys where mm-hmm. they just wind up the bag and they're like little like chatter mm-hmm. sort of thing. It was there's a bunch of those enemies. Those are like the main enemies in this game. So the Joker teeth, sort of. But like <laughs> imagine a little uh, like a dome shaped robot person. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And they have like a like what light tone. Anyway, I stumble upon a pit, and this pit is filled with them, and they're doing something. And I'm like I they're like interacting with each other, and I can't really gauge what it is, but it looks like they're having a fun time. I get closer, and I hear them like saying, "Like love me." Oh wow! I love you, and they're full on like humping each other, like missionary style, doggy style, like you name the style, they're doing it that they can do. And but they can't do it; they're not built like they're. Imagine two soda cans. Imagine two Pepsi's. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, they're just going to tower each other, but then they see me; they get pissed off, like. On foaming at the mouth style, like angry, <laughs> and they mob me like a zombie. I take him out. Then after that, I was like, okay, this got as weird as it could get. No, <laughs> they join together, like they grab each other and link up. And I'm like, what are they forming? And all of a sudden, they form like a giant, like megazoid crease. They're it's like a, a circle, but there was like a crease in the middle with oh, like God. ooze coming out. A, <laughs> a thing came out of it, like, and it makes it like. It's supposed to insinuate that it's like they birthed something. Oh my gosh. And it's Sephiroth. It's, oh, it wasn't what? Sephiroth, but it was a naked <laughs> human looking guy 
who looked like Sephiroth from Final Fantasy with like the long bl- yeah. uh, bleach, yeah. or not bleach hair, white. but like white hair. Yeah. And I fight him for like 10 minutes and then he dies and then his skin gets ripped open and there's another him oh, and he's holding his dead him and then the whole place starts caving in and I'm like, I'm going to save here <laughs> and I think it's time to go to sleep because this is too <laughs> this insane. Is the gameplay was fun. Like it's got the hack and slash stuff, yeah. but holy shit, it got weird. I don't understand. It got weird fast. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so they did, they did. They were successful. Mace. Six, like as a unit, like it's like to all together. They were all loving each other. Okay? Yeah, it was. Uh, it, I'm gonna remember that for a while, but <laughs> yeah. So um, let's get into the topics. Uh, who wants to go first? Sure, I, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, I've been playing Diablo three, Diablo, Diablo, Diablo in Spanish three, and uh, it got me thinking. Um, this game isn't new. I, I don't remember when it came out, um, but it, it's fairly old now. And honestly, anyone that's played it from the beginning would have already, by this time, done everything you possibly can. In the it's game. like five years old. Yeah, and yet I'm playing it. Why is that? So they have this thing called Seasons. Okay. They're in Season 10 right now. It's like a top-down um, RPG, like loot-based RPG. Yeah, loot-based. Um, For those that... I mean, most people are probably aware of it, but... You know, sometimes it's, it's like uh, if you've ever played Diablo, that's exactly what it's like. Oh, okay. So it's like Diablo 1 and 2, but... <laughs> yeah, so it's... I was insinuating that. Um, so they have this thing called Seasons, and, and the way that works is you have your account with all this stuff that's linked to every character. If I do, if I have a, like 10 million gold in one character, if sure. I start a new character, that character has every item that this guy's found... Plus that $10 million. Okay. So I can just use the best of everything and like one hit everything and kill it immediately. For sure. Have an issue. When you start a season, it's separate from that and you're fresh. You can't, nothing is linked to this new character. And so I have to start, like I said, I'm starting a brand new game. And really? like my goal is to get to level 70. Um, they have. Which is the max level? Max level. Okay. And they have achievements. They'll have different tiers. Up to four tiers, and when you get all four tiers, each after the first tier, the second, third, and, and fourth tier give you special set items, these green sets. When you get all f- all six pieces, pieces, uh-huh. it, it, you're unbelievably strong. And, and depending on the class you chose, some of them are even stronger than other ones, so people generally... Try to choose a character that. So has it's one of it's not the same set for every type of character. Like a barbarian will have its own yeah. green set. Yeah. A mage will have its own. Yeah. A well, the item color when you're picking yeah. it up is green, right. but the set itself when you put it on, will, it just depends on the on the on the character whatever. It, okay. whether it'll be red or just or just it's very little. Jesus, it's like a specific. Yeah, um, yeah. When like when you do random. the achievements, those are specific sets you'll get. But the 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 randomness comes, the RNG comes from the stats on that oh, gear, and okay. you're That's you're allotted guess. and you're allotted um, one stat change. So you can choose one stat from the beginning for a piece of armor for a piece of armor, okay. and then you can change that stat. And from that point, you can keep changing that same stat over and over and over. In, so then, once the season's over, there's a new you you go about this again. Or? Yeah, yeah. So you have a, quite a while. You have a few months to do this okay. season. This is a good length. Yeah, exactly. And and what's cool is when you do a season, you get a special armor um so you can change the way your armor looks. And so you you get you'll get a, you'll unlock a special 
look armor look that you can kind of change all your armor sets into if you want to. Okay. Um, it'll give you a special portrait telling you that you played the season and did everything you needed to do to get this portrait. And, you, and generally, they'll give you a free pet. I believe this season actually doesn't give you a pet. It gives you just a special banner that you can kind of hold on your back and you'll be running around with this okay. banner and indicating so that. Cool. This has been since the game's come out? or uh, For PC, yeah. For uh, console, it's actually a brand new thing. I think um, either they're on their first or second season. Because I, I remember when Diablo 3 first came out, it felt like a completely different game. I the, Diablo 3 was like the first Diablo that I really jumped into. Um, I joined my a couple of my buddies were really into it. I was like, this will be fun. Like it's kind of fun, and you get really enthused when you join a game with other friends. Like at the same time, like let's all go and do this. Um, and and uh, what's it called? Um, sorry, lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, so it was a completely different game. So there was like auctions that you could do for real currency. Uh, the game, the base game was like whatever. But then later, like when they did the expansion Reaper of Souls. Um, that's when the game kind of had a fresh start. Where yeah. I f was that when they started doing seasons, or did they do them? Since it, the no, um, that expansion is what started. Like had seasons in it. Like after they did that expansion, they started having seasons. But um, they waited a while. It, it was it was the game itself, Diablo three, mm -hmm. and then they didn't have anything new. And then they were like, "Hey, we're making an expansion, so you know you guys can come back." And everyone who was level sixty, that was the max set on regular Diablo three. You can you can have ten more levels up to seventy, and it's a whole, this whole new section. It's like a whole new chapter. Okay. So there's four chapters, and then the, with Reapers it became the fifth chapter, and then once that was done, they waited a bit and they're like, "Hey guys, we have seasons, so now you uh, can do this, this thing." Kind of adds did, a life to the game, huh? Yeah, yeah, it, uh, yeah. Because I don't, I'll play through a season once I do everything I want. You can continue. Like there's a lot. I've never gotten to like I've never maxed out a season. Um, the very first season I played, which I, I believe was season one, I did everything I needed to do to get to unlock this like set for the season for my regular uh, account. Okay. And then from there, it continues with way more achievement. It's like do insane amount of stuff, like beat everything in, in the hardest difficulty, which is like torment. I think torment at the time was the hardest difficulty. They've upped it. Which now is, is nothing. It's yeah. like torment. I think it even goes higher than Torment 10. Oh, okay. I think it goes higher than that. Okay. Um, the Torment X, and I think from... Yeah, and and then after a certain amount of time, they made it Torment, Torment X was the hardest, and now it's even higher than that, I think. Gotcha. But, yeah, the achievements got to a point where it's like, yeah, just, you know, take everything out in two seconds in this Torment. Not that insane, but it... And I was playing, and I was like, I can't do this, you know? So I got... What is it? I don't know, I'd say seven achievements in, so that's four, and then I did like three sets. And so every time I do that, the it unlocks a better portrait set. It tells me it tells you like it adds like an extra ring um on everything. And it's really cool because it, it it indicates to someone because you can have the same portrait as someone else, but because you have the rings it indicates like you went way further than this oh. guy. Okay. So it's really cool. Nice. Um, and so my very first one has like three rings around it because I went that far. Like boss. Yeah, but all, after that, all the other ones were just like, I'm just going <laughs> to get the portrait. Okay. And then it unlocks the pets too. So I have a couple pets. I have like a baby butcher, which is one of the bosses who will run around and pick up gold for me. Um, so I did a cow thing. But it it the reason I bring that up is I've, I've been playing a five-year-old game that I... I've, 
you know, lost interest a long time ago, but I, I do this just to get pick up these items and be, you know, when I do play it, people can see that I've been keeping up to date with this game. Yeah. And I just think it's a really neat idea. And I was wondering with you guys, what would you guys think a, a publisher or developer would do, should do to keep people enticed? Like, I know you, um, Karosh, play Destiny. Yeah. And that's a very... <laughs> Roller coaster of emotions yeah, for people because <laughs> it seems like the game was great when it came out. Well, it had like a rough start, but I mean, it, it, the, it they, got better. It got better. And then it got, and it then comes. it felt like they didn't weren't doing anything with yeah. it, and people were like, "You're just leaving us here. What are we supposed to do?" And then they, they yeah. made it better again, you know. And, and and I think talking to your you know people that are buying your game yeah, yeah, is the, a good method of communication. Consumers. Yeah, like letting them know, hey, you know, we got these like, these plans. You just you know, keep playing the game, keep having fun, and you know we'll eventually come out with this stuff. And Blizzard does that; they have a good. They Blizzard have... nails it. I think with uh, so with Diablo, it sounds like yeah, as you described, like they're knocking out a park. Mm-hmm. They're keeping a five year old game still relevant, yeah. and that's props to them. Like they're already they're what I've I know I've I've kind of fallen off on that, but I know that they're adding another class. They they've got everything to the point where it's kind of like a skeleton crew. And they just can like maintain what they have, add cool things every now and again at a, at a leisurely pace, and it still feels solid. Mm-hmm. Um, Overwatch is another game where every like holiday, not holiday, but like most holidays, like they did it for Halloween, they've done it for Christmas, they did it for Chinese New Year. They do these like see, like um, kind of like festive events. Yeah, I mean the skins become a big uh, aspect of that. Um, <laughs> the the game they do a specific game modes that are unique to whatever seasons. So, like did May's snowball, which was like everyone cool. does like a snowball. I, yeah, I, that was one I really enjoyed. Um, I didn't really do the other ones too much, but I like the idea of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Destiny, they've had hits and misses with this. So what they've done is. For those that aren't familiar, Destiny is a sort of a mix of first-person shooters with the whole World of Warcraft style MMORPG. Mm -hmm. And um, what they've done is they'll have a game and then they'll have like DLCs, which most shooters tend to have. And then what they've tried to do is adopt as best they can some of these other uh, features like what you're talking about with an RPG or MMO where they have loot that they add on, they take old gear that is outdated and revamp it. Yeah. So they bring it back. They have events on certain days. Yeah, they've done they did like a Valentine's Day event, they've done a holiday, like a Halloween and a Christmas event. And then they added a whole new game play, which was using the sparrows. Oh yeah, yeah. They did like a racing league thing that was uh was time it called SLR? Yeah, SLR. The Sparrow Racing or no SRL. SRL. Sp- Sparrow Racing League. So they've done some stuff. And I think that it's a con like with a, I don't think it, it works out with every game developer. I think, uh, in my opinion, you got to look at what type of game you want to make for your consumers, and then once you put it out in the wild, you it's it's helped more than hurt developers to get feedback and be in constant engagement with them with blogs or with posts or forums and whatnot, and really. Uh, gauge what their interests are and kind of try their best to fall in line with those while still providing something that you believe is true to the game. Yeah. So I don't want them to be like, I want a volleyball game league in in Destiny. It's, it, it's not going to work like because it's not structured in a way. I mean, it could. But they have a ball. 
They do have a ball and at the you tower. You can play volleyball. You can play soccer better, though. So <laughs> let's push for soccer, not this volleyball. This is nothing that they ever implemented. There's like a weird <laughs> ball thing they have, and people have made it like a toy that they play with. Yeah, whenever you just chill it in there. Yeah. Another game, interestingly enough, Rocket League, still going strong. That's like almost... They got, what, Fast and the Furious 8 yeah. content coming out? That game released initially on PlayStation 4, eventually got released on Xbox like a year later... It's still going strong. And they're like, we don't need to make a second Rocket League because this one, we still have so many things we can include. That's People cool. just want new game modes like hockey puck mode or basketball mode yeah. or, yeah, Fast and the Furious cars. Like, that's a great way of uh, continuing the lifestyle, life cycle of a, of a game. Yeah, and each game is different. But I also think times are changing. Before yeah. it was... I wouldn't say easier to make a game, but there wasn't as much content so you can get out a game quicker. Right. And therefore, you could come out with a game, you know, people would play it for a year, maybe less, and then you, boom, you come out with another game, you know, okay. stuff like that. Now it's, it takes a long time to it make does. a game. It does. I mean, it I... It takes a few years. I know? think we can hardly even fathom, like, we know on just on the surface how difficult it might yeah. be, but I'm sure, like, once you go in the trenches, it's like... It's a whole other level yeah. of and it. And even when a game is announced, I'm sure they've been working on it before yeah. that. You know, they announce it when they feel like they might have a, a good enough copy to just show you. Sure. And that's even a demo copy. Yeah. It's not, a, you know, they're cutting Of a it, first draft. Yeah, they're cutting it to only show you the good parts. If anything messed up, they're like, cut it, cut it, cut yeah. it. You know, they don't want to show you that. What about you, Jang? Did you have any any well, games that you think? I'm a sucker for in-game content. Yeah. Like, back in, back in the day when I used to play <laughs> Dude, Halo, like... I was all about the ninja sword. That's hard to get in game. When people saw you had the ninja sword on your back, you're fucking. It's a ninja guiding sword. Oh, they know you're fucking and, and that's is that an item you can use. You can't or use it just, just a, for show. Oh, cosmetic. Yeah. Okay. And then also that flaming helmet yeah. that only Bungie employees get. But there was a short amount of time where <laughs> you can get it. Oh, okay. I got that. The Bungie still has some of those like yeah. uh, tricks with the emblems and shaders for Destiny. Mm-hmm. So Gears of War. All the custom skins, you gotta get it, dude. I'm a sucker for in-game. Items. Do you think so, it? Do you think it helps keep you in the game longer? For sure. Yeah. But it has to be a game that lasts. That's the only problem. Like if I know a game is not gonna last or have long-lasting power, it's not worth it. But as a developer, that's something you have to. You I feel know, like you it's make a chicken a and the egg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I like the the way you explain Diablo is how World of Warcraft did it is you get banners yeah. or like flags and that's like to show off yeah it's, I think World of Warcraft is a whole new game. <laughs> but also <laughs> Destiny that's... sort of does that too where it's like they had a thing they've done this thing now with like record books you get it and it's sort of like in there's already achievements or trophies to the game yeah but in game you have a record book for a given expansion or or whatever time period so like year one was ending and they were bringing in like game two or major expansion the taken king and what they did before that they were like here's this book it's called the moments of triumph Mm -hmm. there's 12 or eight things to complete to complete the moments of triumph and when you do you'll be awarded this emblem or shader or whatever that you can put by so whenever people see your username they'd see this little uh banner sort of thing you have or your character's color like you can change the skin of the armor and um it was like if someone had that, you're like, they did. You could be like, they did all these. It's like rep. Yeah. Yeah, all the all the emotes and stuff. But that, that's also like a cosmetic sort of thing. Um, 
So I, I guess they've they've taken a lot from like what yeah, World, what World of Warcraft and some of those. I didn't other want games to bring World of Warcraft into the conversation because it's going to be an eight-hour conversation. That's a that's <laughs> a, a monthly subscription. Is like, it still? Yeah, it's it's, oh. it's fifteen dollars a month, and they still have an insane amount. At some point, they they were the. I think they are still the highest, but they had I, I don't know was it eight million? I might yeah. even be that oh, topped be out small. Maybe. Small number, yeah. They topped out. That was like the max, and okay. then it's it's gone back down since then. Mm-hmm. But it's like you know, fifteen dollars a time. Obviously, this company does have money. You yeah. Know? But I'm talking about a game, Diablo, where it's not you buy it one time, that's it. That you're not paying anything extra, and they're keeping updates on this yeah. game. Um, but that's only because they they like they do have a set of, of of games that they have, and they keep it updated. They have Starcraft. To yeah. uh, Diablo, Overwatch is a, is a new game, and they have been keeping doing well. But I mean, it's a brand new game, so sure. it's like I, a year old. Yeah, so it's not. But it's one that they're invested in to keep going. Oh, definitely, and they're gonna keep invested because it's 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 their competitive game. Yeah, they've like, this is yeah they're making money off of the fact that people are just playing competitively sure. on that. Um, they have uh, Diablo, and then World of Warcraft, Hearthstone, and Hearthstone. That's Hearthstone. a big one, and that's Hearthstone's another big one. But that one does bring in money as well, yeah, because yeah. The, everything you buy stuff, you buy characters and stuff th- like that. I think the interesting thing here would be like you you touched on it just now, where some a lot of these games tend to go where you pay for each new additional thing that you want, mm-hmm. but. What does a game do, or where does a game shine where they don't need you to pay extra, like Diablo, where you're getting this constant stream of new content at no additional cost? Mm -hmm. I think it it, it might be looking at it with a different perspective, but games like maybe Street Fighter or uh, Destiny, but not the, uh, I'll have to explain the Destiny one. Um, Having patches, I think maybe not gives you content but changes gives you incentive to stay in the game keep yeah. the game fresh because what what i mean by patches is they'll for street fighter or destiny or any number of other games that implements regular um, patches in like multiplayer or any other mode like overwatch too um or uh, mobas um what they'll do is they'll rebound there's a balance to the game so all these characters are supposed to be equal to some degree or another but they're i more often than not not because i mean game development is hard and they try to work out as many kinks but they don't always catch everything that's when uh, people change characters and yeah that happens too <laughs> and what a patch does is they rebalance so they'll be like okay this character's reach is too far it's very overpowered we're noticing in game usage that 90% of players are deferring to this character and it's ruining like the experience for all the other ones because it's like I can't play unless I'm this character what's the point it's yeah. boring it's monotonous one of the MOBAs I have um, experience with is League of Legends oh okay and uh, the patches uh, just a quick thing the patches come out usually a couple months uh, well like a, a month or so after they bring out a new character because the character's going to change the oh, yeah. dynamic of the yeah. game and now everything's a little bit different they'll patch it up and yeah. stuff like that so that's, and, that's a good one. And if you don't have patches, characters get banned. banned. Yeah, that, that's really what happens. The the community yeah. takes into their into their own hands. Play, yeah, definitely. Um, mods is another way of content. Like, See, it, but it, that's that's fan base. Yeah, that's true. It's true. But sometimes with uh, with mods, for, especially with PC mods, they'll see fans loving something so much that sometimes the developers pay attention to it and they'll take them in or utilize the ideas. I think that's where like. Uh, Skyrim. Uh, not uh, Skyrim, but I meant. Um, they, I remember there was a StarCraft original. They uh, people or Star? No, it was Warcraft. Warcraft three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were playing with their like heroes, 
and then that spawned the whole the tower defense game. Uh, Dota and yeah. and uh, all these MOBAs. That yeah. was like the be- as far as I'm aware, that was sort of the beginning yeah, of that. And then it, now it's its own genre mm-hmm. and its own like plethora of. And that was just from people do- making their own game within a game. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It's like that was content that kind of got stumbled upon. It might be it's a, a different thing, but sometimes developers don't embrace mods. Yeah. They'll they'll ban certain ones. They'll do certain things. But a lot of them, it's because there is an, a multiplier aspect of, of their game. Sure, like a competitive player. side. Yeah, and so sometimes the mods can leak into that multiplayer and kind sure. of cause cheating and stuff like that. So they have to cut certain ones off. Yeah. But a good one is uh, Skyrim. Skyrim has a ton of their yeah, uh, fan Yeah, 90% of the extra content yeah. to that is just figure out what the new mods are, whether it's making like the game look more hype like the high the fidelity of it uh, increase or making the dragon look like macho man or making npcs more voluptuous yeah i mean people like those sort of mods too there's there's some there's something for everybody yeah, there's something literally there's something for everyone and that's what i love about it you know so skyrim is a good one where they 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 embrace the mods they're like do do your thing and then I think Steam does a really good job of of categorizing. They have like a mod workshop. Yeah, yeah, they incorporate you get, where you're like, I want this mod, and then you tell Steam to download it and implement it right into your game too. You don't have to worry about like go to the directory folder yeah. of this game file, Same. drop this file, copy and paste it here. Don't delete anything. Else. Yeah. So yeah, Steam did a great job implementing mods for Skyrim. Yeah. So that's that's a really good one. Yeah, there's is it an interesting. Uh, there's a lot of different strategies. I think. Um, yeah. I think that's just the route we're going. I think yeah. a lot of more games are going to come out, and they're going to have to invest a little bit more into into the lifespan of the game. Yeah, um, uh, Destiny's one of them. I, I another one is similar. to Destiny was um, uh, the uh, other shooter game. Titanfall. No. Um, were they like real? Um, why can't I remember the name? Ubisoft. Division. Yeah, Division. Mm, is right. it Ubisoft? Yeah, it's Ubisoft. Okay. So yeah, divisions on the one, but that one, oh man, that one hit, went hit the ground and went straight into the ground. Like it was fucking force. It came back though. I it, actually it did jumped with, back with the patch, um, but it, I think a lot of people have were just like, you know what? I'm so a lot of people didn't return. Surprisingly enough, um, when I did return after the patch, they said that they hit record high numbers with the game. But okay. I don't know how long they sustained it. That was yeah. that's the interesting thing. They might have just been like. I'll come back, do this again, and then they can were like, nah, I'm, I'm good. It was like and that's, one that minute was when they hopped in to see it, like, nah. It's <laughs> I did appreciate it, though, because they postponed any additional uh, paid DLC, too much controversy, but they were like, we want to make sure that our game, because they had a lot of glitches yeah. was the issue. It wasn't so much a balance of anything, it was just the game was broken. And what they did was they were like, we're going to unfortunately postpone the additional content because we need to make sure the game is working. And then from there we'll give you the the all the DLC or season pass or whatever the shit it is. Yeah. But I think that is one. Um, yeah, patches, uh, competitive skins and stuff. Another interesting thing is uh, I've noticed a couple of games doing this now. Mario Maker, uh, Doom, surprisingly, um, level of editors. They've gone away for the most part, but they're coming back in some ways and in really great ways. Mario Maker. That's essentially what the game is, where yeah. it's creator owned. Content is what drives the content. Doom, while it already has its own first person, or not first, a single player campaign, mm-hmm. it has a multiplayer, like shoot 'em up, like uh, 
PVP thing, yeah. but it also has a level editor where you can have people going in and ma making their own levels, sharing it, just like Mario Maker. But they've been doing interesting things where it's like, this one, we're going to remake like a, a Mirror's Edge level, and they just have you racing with four people hmm. and doing sorts of cool stuff. So really creative stuff out there. But I think that is a route that, that, that everything's going. So yeah. And it has to... It has the to be fine because I know Nintendo. You bring up um, Mario Maker. Yeah, they had a they did a bad decision where they were like, "We're gonna hold, we're gonna delete levels after a certain amount of time, oh. and even top rated levels, like levels where you know they're they're gorgeous or they're fun, they're like super unique. Yeah, still got deleted as well. Yeah, that's you funny. know. So that's that's a thing, and and it's just. This is something that we're still in that learning phase yeah. as, as, a, as a gaming community. Like, we're still trying to talk it out with, with the developers. We don't do a good in job. In the best cases. Yeah, well, I think it's good when they talk back, too. Like, and, that's, and the, that's thing the thing that they're learning. Conversations what we have to have. Yeah. Blizzard's done a really good job, but they've done this for a while now. Yeah. And this is kind of a thing that we're going to now because games take longer. Yeah. You can't just make a game and then start working on another game. You have to make a game have that game have a, a good amount of longevity and yeah. therefore you have to add multiple content throughout its life yeah give it give some pepper it in yeah. there another thing you touch on that of why they should spend more time with a game is they don't always launch perfect and there's a lot of bugs or it just doesn't have a good reception or it's not what they were hoping for and they need to st they they end up committing a little bit more time and i think they benefit for it when they stick with a game mass longer effect. mass effect might be one with the patch but also destiny destiny came out didn't really hit on its best first step mm -hmm. but they stuck with it and made it better and now it's one of the best selling games out there yeah i think more like what you said for all the reasons you said plus being able to go into the game and refine it and fine tune it and giving people that definitive like you you it, it's not always appealing now to get a game at launch even though there's like it's being part of the discussion yeah. and stuff yeah. but there is still something for the person who waited and or and or couldn't afford or whatever the reasons are there's I mean they've had maybe some other games too to play but to go in and be like oh the game is doing well or they're still providing content like it encourages people to jump in and it's and, it's it's crazy to think how much how connected we are to the internet. Because before a game came out, and that was it. There yeah. was no patch to this game. This game came out. For better or worse. I mean, shitty. And now it's, it honestly, it seems like a normal now where a game's going to come out and it needs to be patched. Or a game comes crash. out. Yeah, or a game comes out and there's already a day one patch. Yep. You know? Like, it, it's, I don't agree with it, but I think it's, again, it's going to be part of how we're going to be doing it now where they're going to have to keep a longevity with the game. Yep. There'll always be patches. I think 99% of these games in the future are going to start coming out with patches and stuff like that. But um, it's just funny how connected we are where that's going to start becoming the norm as opposed to before. It's like we got to make this game perfect mm -hmm. because we can't fix it after this. You know? <laughs> it's like we can't do anything. But it's, it's just – it's an exciting time because there's – you know – so many different strategies. Yeah, to me, it's leading to a um, a world like Ready Player One. If anyone's read that, where yeah. it's just one game and they expand on that game, and all, all of a sudden that Facebook. game becomes life. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> becomes life. <laughs> yeah, they've uh, Oculus. It's Facebook's on the way. Facebook's on the way. Facebook's That's on the good. Way. Yeah, that was a good. I like that. Got me thinking. You know, some games actually, they do the episodic release too, where it's like, Hitman did this, the latest one. They released episode one, then they promoted it again, episode two, promoted it again. And I'm sure that along the way, they were like fixing bugs that they saw in that first little parcel of it. And then once they had the full game out, you could get it then. And they oh. had stuff in between each episode. They have 
Um, like mission packs or something? No, no. Uh, it's part of the game. It, like you, because I bought the whole thing. Oh, okay, okay. And so I was getting episodes and stuff like that. But they have these things. I forget what it's called, but it's you play the same level. Okay. There's a specific guy that comes out during this event that you have to kill, and you don't have any retries. You have to kill this guy. If you fail the mission, that's it. Like you don't get a retry. Oh, you really? have to wait until the next time. Which every, it's like every every week there's one special. Oh, okay. Um, okay guy you're supposed to kill gotcha. and when you kill him and you, you escape successfully in the mission you you get like a special like little reward thing like a point and when you have enough points you can buy like a legitimate old school hitman costume cool. nice where it looks like a you know like the old school yeah. costume that he has that's a good I and like there's that. a few different costumes so that's really cool so you, you were you, even while you're while you played the crap out of that first episode which each episode has a ton of content on the hitman it's insane to the point where I lost interest because there's just so much to do after this third episode. The, I think the third one was the golf one where you could you could give the guy an explosive explosive golf ball <laughs> and he'll go and this guy's like filthy rich. You're like in, a, in his mansion or whatever and he's gonna go playing golf and he just hits it. And explodes <laughs> it and sounds like a yeah. Looney Tunes episode of like <laughs> yeah, it's insane. There's a lot you can. There's a one where he's like looking out of a telescope. And you can shoot the telescope, and the bullet will go through his eye and stuff. Yeah. It's so, it, there's so much. Coming. Yeah, there's, there's so much. But um, they did a really good job of keeping people um, engaged, even while you're waiting for the episodes. Nice. And I that's think cool. now the whole thing's released, so you can buy it as one disc now. Sweet. So that's really good. It's, they did a really good job on that. There, I think another uh, thing that'll be debated on, maybe as a result of this, is some games they might go in and change the single player side, and there's. Some games do a really good job. Those same games, whatever. Uh, they've written a story, obviously. It's not just gameplay. I mean, we've talked about a lot of these games. They tend to be just the gameplay side where it's like Overwatch. There's, there's some semblance of a story, but it's mostly quick matches here and there. Mm-hmm. But with those games that are story-related and they affect the story with these new content or anything, I think it's an interesting place to be in with with this medium as, long as, as well as with like movies and stuff. But I think more so it's very particular to games where it's like... It's a combination of art, but it's also a product. So how do they balance that line? Because you might be making the product more appealing, but you might be affecting the art. Like, can you imagine Last of Us? And they go back and they're like, JK, Joel, is backstories being like revamped if you could do this side story or something. Like, it's fundamentally changes how you view the characters at that point. So I think, like uh, what I was saying was, you got to really tailor the type of content you want to sprinkle and pepper in yeah. to the type of game you're creating. Mm-hmm. It doesn't one size fit all solution doesn't work with it really. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Had to had to throw that one last thing. Because yeah. it got me thinking. You're I like I do enjoy it, but I'm like there there's got there's a point sometimes where they go too far with some games like um, with the storyline. Yeah, yeah, you don't you don't want to change the storyline too much. But if it affects like you might you will have a like unintendedly. Your the impact you might have from a game, someone else be like, I didn't feel that way, and it's like you missed out on that, or yeah, you I missed it. out on you it. Played early enough. What's yeah. wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> Jen, The Walking Dead, this past Sunday. T W D. Spoilers. Negan, bro. Did you watch? Shoulder it? shrug. I I heard up on what what has been going on, so I'm I'm very curious. What walk us through it? Like this, by the way, spoilers probably. Please hold my We're hand. gonna go spoilers I'm in this right now. Um, I'm super pissed. Walk me through this. They basically did this switcheroo where it looked like he was going to kill someone. And Who's he? Negan was going to kill Carl. Oh, shit. But, you know. Carl? 
Carl. If you know the comics, Carl. Carl's still alive. So I know he's, he's, he's one of the. If you know the comics and you've read up, the oh, shit. no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't even say, but he's the kid, right? Yeah, he's okay. Rick's. I, I only know him. Be, I don't watch The Walking Dead. But I know him because of the memes. Or he's like, Coral! What you <laughs> joke? Yeah. What do you call a... I don't even know. What's Colin's favorite restaurant? No, Dad. Popeyes! <laughs> yeah, that's. I love that stuff, man. Okay, so... So, they did a switcheroo, and it was Sasha that won. Well, so the interesting thing with that was, I heard that she was going to be a main uh, actor in the new Star Trek show. Oh. And so, I was sort of like... Knowing the outside production side of stuff, mm-hmm. I was like, I kind of have a feeling her time in Walking She's Dead might be go. minimized or eliminated. So you know who's still alive? Heath, and he's in the new Twenty Four. He's the star of the new Twenty Four. Who's Heath? Doctor Dre. He's a black guy with the the, the dreads. Oh, but you the don't dreads, see, yeah. you don't see him because oh, he's doing Twenty Four. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's not a main character. Uh, Next yeah. time you see him, he's just gonna like headshot. What happened to Heath? Jack Bauer shows up in Walking Dead. We have 24 hours to end this show. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sick and tired of, I don't know. How are, you, how are your feelings on the show as a whole right now? You feel like it's going... Last I know season. that well, this was the second part of that season where the, the beginning of the season had that very gruesome baseball bat scene. That was the beginning. Of, of this season, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I wasn't sure if it was the same season. The Walking Dead, this is a shit. It's like, hey, we're yeah. going to do eight episodes. Bye. Yeah. They're gone for like almost a year. Hey, we're back. It, it's technically the same shit. Bitch, it's two seasons. And far, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. they're, they're pulling this shit too much. They have this formula where it's like... Other shows are doing it too now. Intense in the mid-season finale and intense in the finale. But in between, it's boring. It's just like, dude. Naruto. <laughs> I just think it's incon- it's, got, it's going to be maybe inconsistent or they're losing their focus... And then again, I'd like to give context. I haven't been watching, but I keep up with what the show is. So I, my my uh, point of view might be a little bit um, not fully developed. I'd, I'd say I don't know. Um, so yeah, I defer to you, Jen. Um, What's crazy is there's like three characters that are dead, and I thought one of them were gonna, was going to get killed. Three characters that are dead in the comics. Oh, they're still alive. Huh? In the show. Well, I mean, they've changed. Like, Daryl isn't a comic yeah. character. Andrea, as for those that have read the comic, Andrea is still around yeah. in in the comics. She's supposed but to be Sasha, Sasha, kind of. Like, the, I get the sense like, that they kind of took Daryl and mm. took put whatever Andrea. Andrea was like the badass, mm-hmm. and um, he ends up with like a romantic involvement with Rick way later. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me. And um, yeah, in the show, she's like second season. She's gone, mm-hmm. or no, third season. Sorry. Third, third, no, no further than third, maybe. Yeah, yeah, she didn't get very far. Gotcha. I'm like, whoa, this is very different. <laughs> they, I mean, they, it has its own differences. Rick and Michelle, whoa, <laughs> yeah, that, that's good. yeah. So they've taken their own liberties with the adaptation. Um, I just feel like the the direction that the show has gone is sort of they need a unified. Like you see these shows and the creators or the people running it. They, they kind of have become personalities. Like Game of Thrones, people very, very well know, not just J.R.R. Martin, but the two showrunners. Mm. They are very like present. And I remember Lost when it came out. Uh, uh, the two writers, Damon Lindoff and the... I forget his other... Carlton Cuse. Yeah, Carlton Cuse. They were present and always like talking about the direction they want to take the yeah. show. And they had a staff of writers, but... Mm. 
I, I don't get that sense. I don't know if it's they want to try to do a different – they work differently, which is, I mean, 100% to them. But I think that helps with a show when you have such a great ensemble of a cast. You it's you need a, a, a captain or co-captains for that matter. And they've had a rocky – like they had Frank Darabont start yeah, the show. Yeah. Then I remember that dropped out and then a bunch of other stuff happened. It's interesting. Like the show has sort of taken a life of its own – and gone through its ups and downs just in the creation aspect of it, let alone like what the talking dead is excellent. Yo, is, 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 <laughs> so you watch getting, it just for the he's getting his own show. Is oh. it still hosted by uh, Chris, Chris, Hardwick. Hardwick. Chris Hardwick? He's having a new show called Talking, and it's about nerd culture. He has oh, nice, he's featured in a new show called Talking Weekly Deals. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're listening, Chris, we, we're here, you can promote yourself on this. We're right here in yeah, your head, you could just come in. We'll, you know, we'll have you as a guest. You can promote talking and... Whatever that is. I mean, I'm sure you'll do great with it. But, I mean, I think our publicity will help you out in that regard. I mean, we could do it. We'll we'll do a favor. Good good point. But my actual topic is YouTube has a new guideline on partnership. Oh. So you got to get 10,000 lifetime views before they even consider you for a partner. Lifetime views. Yes. So is that on any given video lifetime views or is it as a whole? That's that's a real good question because I don't know. Dude, I don't know. It's weird. So I haven't I haven't read into it, but I saw um, uh, a YouTuber, Philip DeFranco, uh, give his 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 talk on it. And he did he did say uh, the title. It makes it seem like you have to get 10,000 in one video. Mm-hmm. But he says it's a lifetime, so you mm-hmm. can have multiple videos, and as long as they accumulate to ten thousand views, you get that past the point where you could become a partner now. What does it mean to become a partner? Partner to make money to make well, um, some sort it, of it's, revenue. It's kind of weird because they still show if even if you're not partnered, they still show advertisements. I believe yeah. on your on your video. Maybe you just don't get a cut of it. You yeah. don't get a cut of yeah, it. I see. I but see. once you get 10,000 or more, you're eligible, but you still have to actively call you. them and or you know contact them yeah. and be like I want to be a partner. And from that point, you will get a cut of that ad revenue. See the thing I, I see a ton of people living like make their livelihoods on YouTube and it's always baffled me like you hear these big changes to the way YouTube is going to do things. I, I hear the little bit of them, but I never get the nitty gritty because I'm just so confused. And because the it seems, to me, at least to me, and from the videos that I see reacting to them, they're just so disorienting and vague, like with their rulings. And it's interesting because I feel like YouTube and Google tries with all their, with their email, with all these other products, they're very simplified. And it feels like YouTube is like very anti that. It's like... We're going to crack down on, like, censorship, but then, like, what is censorship and what is copyright, like, infringement? Honestly, and, like, this is all new ground for everyone, oh, even really? YouTube. They, they've, for them, it was, this is a platform you can make a video. Sure. Cool. All right. Once it started make, getting big, they were like, we're going to start adding ads. Yeah. You know, there'll be money rolling in. You guys can get a cut of it. Cool. And it, for the most part, it was just them doing what they needed to do. You know, we're going to put ads wherever we want. You just get a cut of it. You know, you have no no questions on what you get to do. Okay. And then once they grew up, they started having a thing, which I didn't realize until, like, the huge, like, PewDiePie thing happened. The recent but, one? Yeah. Okay. They had, like, a, a PewDiePie was a part of this group, but they have a kind of, like, a VIP thing for advertisers where there's certain mm. there's certain channels that just get us so many views, mm. and if you pay into this this VIP group, 
they will make sure your your ads go on these up and and, and these really good channels. PewDiePie right. was part of this group where if if you if as an advertiser I paid I, I would be I would featured be made sure channels. featured yeah fe- featured as a, 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 a commercial and before his videos came out. So let me ask you, Jen, you're a content creator on YouTube mm-hmm. at the Last Bosses. Um, how being someone who does this, how do you, how do you how's this going to go forward for you? Do you think like everything thus far, and then your mindset going in with what this changes? Do you do you think it's going to phase you or? I'm very unapologetic with what I make, so it doesn't really matter. I just make what I want. But he doesn't fight back either. Yeah, that's true. I do get a lot of copyright. Claims yeah, and he's Nintendo. like, <clears throat> and he's like, oh well, I'm like, dude, it's but, so dumb. So wait, 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 no, wait, explain that a little bit more. What happens? So. Nintendo will flag, like, I think they use sound. So they'll flag, like, Breath of the Wild. Oh, you're using Breath of the Wild. You're using our game. Even in a stream. In a stream. Well, they'll find it after. It it saves. So, yeah, once it's, like, a recorded video, you can go back and play. They won't even flag me once. They'll flag me, like, three times. What happened? Like, is there any repercussion for how many flags you get? There's no repercussion. Like, three three strikes are out? So what I do is I monetize my stream, and then stream it it saves and then they say you know what you can't monetize this because nintendo says it's their game and with nintendo you can't it's better not so it's not so you're still doing it regardless of whether you can or can't monetize it only a stream is unless but if you have an agreement with nintendo i don't know how it works you can actually make money off of nintendo but i don't know how that works yeah because a portion when you with agreement the portion goes to nintendo okay so yeah not only are you making less because you already make just what youtube is giving you a cut of that what you're making off of youtube is going to nintendo and that's only exclusive to nintendo nintendo has this deal where they're like this is how we we just want our games to make us money that's it it seems interesting it's like i mean you look back just even five years ago the internet and YouTube were like the Wild West. Like people were just discovering ways to, to like utilize it, yeah, and, and, and people, people still are. But I feel like we're in this transition now. Like we're living through it a bit. Maybe five years from now we'll see something different. But yeah, definitely. I think we're we're at a point where a lot of these heavy hitters are sort of like maybe like mafia. They're not mafias, but like they're getting their turf set up where it's like YouTube is gonna get their cut of the money. But Nintendo's getting their cut. Like everyone's kind of like these. The ones that have the money in the wallet, they're gonna like create the lines that run the place, and then we're gonna go forward. That before it was just like, hey, fuck it, everyone gets what they can. The reason why they created this new guideline was because people would just take a music video, make a YouTube channel, yeah, get partnered, and people still do. Yeah, so they want to. Try to cut back on stealing other people's content it's and tough. republishing it, yeah. like SoFlow. <laughs> All he does is get other people's yeah. videos. See, but the and... problem is he doesn't use YouTube, he's so Facebook. this guy doesn't even get affected. He uses Facebook. Yeah, that's I heard about that one. It's wow, it's crazy. So imagine someone using the weekly DLC, and we're gonna find you, Chris Hardwood. We're gonna <laughs> Jang is coming after you. He might at, not care about Nintendo at the last bosses. You're, you're going place. to the sunken place. <laughs> but I mean, you can always argue against a copyright strike. That's it, what, it, do you need a lawyer or what? No, no, you no. Just, you, well, if you no. argue against it, you better have a damn good argument. And there is no damn good argument. Yeah, so the way that works is if they're, they're like, this is my content, you can't use it, it'll stay up on your, on your channel, but you just won't make any money off of it. It becomes demonetized. 
Um, if you want to fight it, then you have to give YouTube like evidence that this mm -hmm. is the original content or a majority of it is your content and you should be getting monetized. And if you fail that, you get a they, you, that's where you get a strike. They're like, well, you fought this strike? and Three. you, and this isn't true. So you're lying to us. Three strikes and you're out. You, you're, you're, your they cancel your channel. Oh. Yeah. No. So that's why he doesn't fight anything. He's just like, whatever. You're the Gandhi of YouTube, bro. <laughs> He just lets the channel become <laughs> not monetized. I have a question though. You have a pretty big video. Um, mm -hmm. You recorded at, at an yes. event where they showed they showed off Last, Last of Us Two. Um, I haven't got copyright strike. Okay, cool. I that's have. that's always my question because that's your. Well, I think that one looked like from what I've seen of it, it's like you're getting a crowd reaction to something. Yeah, and it was it, in a public. It, kinda... it wasn't. It wasn't like you were in a panel doing it. Yeah. You were outside. But in it, it, there's video in it. It is a video of a video. He's, it's not, and it's not like full. There's crowd you can see and stuff in there. But there's sound wise. But it's also but I could argue there's people making millions off of reaction videos. Yeah. I could just argue that. That yeah. I would fight, I guess. Gandhi and YouTube, guys. I'm just Question, saying. though. Um, with that video, I believe, you know, like, the way YouTube works, I think, is when you make money off of YouTube, YouTube has, like, an, uh, uh, kind of like a bank account for you mm -hmm. where it all goes in there, and you can choose to any time take that money out. So if, if let's say, a majority, let's say all your money is off of just that specific mm -hmm. video. If that video gets flagged, would all that money go away? I don't know. You better cash, cash out, out, bro. Money in the bank. <laughs> so yeah, that's just that's the question now. Yeah. But yeah, YouTube. The financial of this, like, how did I? I'm I don't know how the taxes work. Like at the end of the oh, year, man. if it is it's it over like, a certain income, that's like or? your own business thing. Yeah, yeah. You set up entrepreneurship. Your own thing. Yeah. I'm just saying, YouTube creator content makers, they don't do compared to the money that YouTube is getting. It's nothing. Yeah, they're getting. Which is why Sense. for YouTube, it wasn't a big deal. That's why they were controlling everything. But now, How? with with the huge PewDiePie thing, yeah. it was kind of revealed to advertisers that um, PewDiePie was having certain videos that were controversial. Um, and their ads were being displayed yeah. next to these. So therefore, they're, as advertisers, they're being they're kind losing. of linked up yeah. to this controversy. So they were like, we don't want that. YouTube, we're going to pull out. I don't want any of my ads shown on anything until you get this fixed. Oh. And so this is a remedy that they have. They're putting oh the, the current thing. With yeah, the... they're putting the ten ten thousand um, view count of a lifetime account sure. before you can start making money. I mean, how does that, that like if the what prompted this was a guy who's got like twenty million views a video? How does that like? It seems like they're reacting to this top guy by by limiting the low exactly. People. I'm that's, like, and that's the thing, and they're they're just YouTube. From this time has hasn't had to have talked to their 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 creators. They were able to just do everything they needed to do. But mm. now everything they do affects the creator. Yeah. Because this is kind of just the way it's going. Yeah. And so not only do they have to keep um, talking to their advertisers, the people that are making them the money, the people that are giving them money to advertise. Sure. They have to talk to the creators because if the creators choose to like, you know what, I'm not even gonna make anything. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to put ads up with. Yeah. And the, the, you know, they're, so now they're like they're stuck in in a, in a middle place, and they have to talk to both. And they're doing a really bad job of talking to the creators, which I think is a really important part of their thing. Well, here's an interesting thing, Jane. You mentioned a bit about the money side of it and how it's sense compared to what the YouTube's cut is. How does that compare to your knowledge of like? Twitch or either of you guys knowledge like how does because Twitch obviously I'm sure gets a cut of whatever you're making at, when once you're partnered. I don't know. Yeah. Not know. yet. I don't know the logistics of that one. Yeah, but it's it's similar. I mean, but like if you're getting a tip, 
Does it go all to you? Oh, or it goes all to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tip, donation-wise, that goes all to you. If Subscriber? You're actually, and there is... I don't know how that... Subscriber, I, I, I would say there is money lost there because it's money going to you and money going to Twitch itself mm-hmm. because subscriber is kind of like a premium thing. But do you, from either of your guys' knowledge, do you think it's more balanced or yeah, fair than more Twitch? I would assume it's more Twitch. Twitch is more balanced. They've done a better job, but it's also because they don't have... They had. They're not. They haven't had that controversy about about advertisers yet. So that's yeah. not that issue isn't there. They do have ads that they yeah, display. They do. Um, but what, the way that works is there's donations where that goes 100 percent to the person that you're donating to. Yeah. And then. And I think it's interesting they're partnering with Amazon. I wonder how that's going to mm-hmm. play things out. And, and and the thing is, with you, if if I want to make an account right now and start start streaming and let's say I get 100 people, I will make zero dollars. What because... if you just stream Bob Ross all day? Like, well, I, I, also, like you can do that, that apparently like Bob Ross they did a marathon of all no the but I think scenes. it was whoever streamed it I think was a legitimate person who oh from Twitch stream. I don't know I don't know if it was from Twitch or someone who it's owns more the content on Twitch yeah because you can play music that's yeah. not copyrighted Power Rangers yeah I mean so like just you can have your Spotify playlist while you're playing whereas if you did that on YouTube yeah. you get flagged but if it saves the video you can do anything live yes. even on YouTube you can do anything you want live not anything not, I mean <laughs> I mean you can you can stream copyrighted stuff Bob anytime you want yeah. live yeah the moment it saves though that's, that's where right. you okay. get the copyright gotcha. stuff cool. so but, no wait but this is, yeah. with Twitch, they're really strict. There is no three strikes. If you violate something, Slap it's bam. one strike. Yeah, it could be up to one strike. But they're time. they are strict to where that's a strike. But they're more lenient. Uh, they'll talk to you and figure stuff out before mm-hmm. they give you that okay that thing. But with Twitch, again, if I get a hundred viewers. Uh, I won't get anything. I have to become partnered with Twitch, just like you have to become partnered with YouTube. Got to show, and yeah. that's where you start making money. Okay. So that that's another thing too. So if I start an account right now and start start streaming, yeah, it the only money I will get is from actual donations from my viewers. I thought you, wait, you can get tips even before your partner. Yeah, yeah, because oh, you, you okay. can just because I've already done it. I do have an account. Okay, and I set up like a donation button, and when you click on it, it, it oh, so it it's links. up to you whether you can yeah. Set that up well, right. yeah, you set that up. You can do it however you want. Sure. But I make a little special button. It's like um, uh, gold coins. It's like a whole button that looks like a bunch of coins okay. like from a treasure chest. Uh, and you click on it, and it leads to a, a spot where you can use PayPal to donate money to my PayPal. I see. Yeah, so it's just stuff like that. Oh. Twitch is a sunken place. It's a freaking wild west is what this all sounds like. It's so daunting. Like, people want to do create, and they, I know it is, like, as easy as just doing it, but when you get into the logistics and you want to get really professional and really passionate about it and make something successful it's, out of it, you gotta watch. It seems like there's barbed wires and trip wires everywhere. It's just tough because it's so saturated. But like I, 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 I guess I get more of a vibe of a welcoming atmosphere from Twitch than I do YouTube. But both seem like they're easy enough to do. But all these stories, in the, at least in the the news articles, you hear of all these like, I got banned for this. This got taken down. That happened. This is controversial. It makes you kind of like just as a person interested in trying it. It's not the kind of thing I would want to see as like. I want to create something. Do oh shit! For, do it for the love. Yeah, no, I mean that. Yeah, that, I mean that's what you you should people should do it before. But you know, everyone's got like I want to make I want to make a career out of this or whatever. But it ultimately becomes as as the 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 um, the company itself watching its own back. YouTube, Twitch, yeah, that's true. Or, yeah, Twitch for the longest time. They didn't have any rules. It was um, Justin TV before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what it started as Justin TV. The good old and even, even when it turned into into Twitch, it. It didn't have any rules for copyright. You you could have copyrighted music playing. 
Um, you know, you can have so a bunch of videos saved, <laughs> and and they wouldn't ha- they wouldn't have an issue. And then once they started getting huge, they started implementing rolling rolling things through, yeah. and, and now. I think videos that automatically save will only save for like three months and they'll automatically get deleted unless oh. unless you choose to keep it longer than that. Um, if you have copyrighted music in there, it'll completely silence the sound. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a video of you playing with no sound at all going through. Yeah, I've so seen some of them. Yeah. Wow. I learned a lot. I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> no, I'm excited. You know, this is exciting stuff. It, it's... It's all it negative is. right now. I'm really curious what five years from now. But soon, you know, people will start having Google glasses, advertisements on the edge. And There's already the Snapchat glasses. Yeah, like so people are becoming like sponsored yeah. Instagram or Snapchat yeah. people. I'll, I'll, I'll start having stories at the edge of my glasses. Yeah. Perfect. I can see oh, everyone's boy. story. I don't got to worry about it. Ready Get out. Ready I can one. just stay home. I can see my sunken place. Yeah. And just be looking at stories and live, <laughs> live through everyone else's life. Oh, you know? God. That's terrifying. <laughs> That's terrifying. It is terrifying. Like, imagine this. Someone's wearing the, the Snapchat glasses mm-hmm. in the future, where now I could be at home wearing my VR set, living th- through that person's life, <laughs> and you could just pay to be like, I want to live a day in the life of Ryan Gosling. Click. Ah, this is terrifying. He's on set, or I don't know. He's in the bed. Yeah, he's <laughs> taking a shit. <laughs> what is he doing? No. Or like, shit, I actually went on Jack Black's, or... Yeah. <laughs> Donald Trump or God knows who like when did it, if you guys haven't read The Circle or <laughs> seen the trailers for the new movie this is very much taking me in a direct like not this is going away from content creation but just viewing and this voyeurism it's it's kind of too much in a direction where it's like we, we're stop asking we need to stop asking ourselves whether we can but there's and start asking ourselves whether we should there's the celebrity Jeff leaks. Goldblum um, the celebrity nudity leaks or oh, whatever the fappening yeah, yeah. and then now like I, there's been talks about the fappening too yeah, because there's even more yeah. that already happened yeah what I need to see these pictures I need to see evidence no, I'm just <laughs> um, it actually happened to some uh, wrestlers uh, sex for them but I mean hopefully they're doing good now sex for them is sucks for them said? I mean kidding. I don't mean literally I mean <laughs> okay I'm gonna stop talking um, <laughs> but it happened but it's 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 scary and yeah. it's also exciting because I I'm thirty. I'm gonna be thirty, but okay. it's I still think I'm young enough to, to see a lot of this being Im- implemented. Where you know it's it's like Back to the Future stuff. Stuff that mm-hmm. when I saw Back to the Future, I was like, I want to I want to see that. I want to see flying cars. You know, I want to see advertisements in front of my face. That's gonna suck. That's but that's that's inevitable. Have you that's, seen Black Mirror? Life is about to become <laughs> yeah, the Black Mirror. That's inevitable. If it already hasn't. But the, yeah, like in Black Mirror, there's an episode where. Um, you can't escape you're, you're, the ads. You're rating. There, there's an episode oh, where yeah, your yeah. rating matters. Like it's it's kind of like a, it, a credit card so, score. Yeah. Where if you don't have a certain rating, you can't live in a certain neighborhood. Hmm. If you don't have a certain rating, you can't afford certain items. And and the rating is it's very fine tuned because th- this girl's like at a four point two, and she's living in a really good above average life. And then there's a girl that's like a 4.8, max is 5, 4.8, and she's living luxury. Yeah, and this like girl's trying to get to 4.4 to be able to move closer and be like closer yeah. to this person that she's admiring. And then she drops to like a 3.2. She starts dropping know, slowly. Yeah, you but should it, watch that episode. It's a number I thought wasn't too big of a difference. And it made, and a, world it, it difference. made a world of difference. Like on the how, cars you could rent. Yeah. Everything, right? It was crazy. And then the other episode, there's other episodes where it's like the guy's living in a box and it's constant ads. Oh, yeah. And if he closed his eyes, 
it would just bleep until he opened his eyes yeah. and then he watched the oh my god like, yeah and I don't want to live in that world you had to pay money to cancel the ads for only like an, uh, an hour or something yeah, like yeah. That. but that that's inevitable because that's that's just that's money and money talks to be honest with you ads are money and money talks so that's gonna and this episode of the weekly DLC was brought to you by Pepsi <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> uh, no Wow. Yeah, that was really informative. Good topic. That got deep right there. That got real deep. <laughs> Deeper than our... Yeah, we went to the second place for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, this kind of touches on what you were saying about Walking Dead. We we had we started talking about it, but I recently saw uh, the Ghost in a Shell film with Scarlett Johansson, the remake of the anime uh, film and series. Uh, Vargas, you've also seen this, right? I've seen it, yes. Um, and... I know going into it, there was a bit of controversy about the film, as with many uh, adaptations. And it got me kind of thinking. The controversy being, it's a anime set in Tokyo with a you know Asian cast. And they play. They have the main role. They whitewashed it, don't they? The term is whitewashed, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they took that care. Well, I mean, okay. I, to, be fair, to be fair, I got, first I'll define it, then I'll get to my point. Okay. They take the main character and they have... Scarlett Johansson, who's a white girl, playing the character, and it kind of caught people off guard, and also kind of outraged a lot of people. Now, whitewashing, when I hear that, I think the whole cast gets whitewashed. Oh, I see. This wasn't one of those times. Yeah. To be to give it good clarity, there was a well-known, the guy, I think he was in, a old, he, maybe he was an old boy, he's, he's a well-known... He's a very well-known... Yeah, I've, I love the guy, he's amazing. He, was, he played a very uh, prominent role in the film. Um, as did a number of other ethnicities and, and genders in, in the supporting cat, like everyone that was top in the film, like it wasn't just like minor characters, they were important characters to the film. There was a wide variety, like it never came apparent to me where it's like one race is dominating this whole film or gender or whatever, whatever the case being. Um, so yeah, that one character was the, to, from what I understood was the issue. And so I kind of like wanted to take a minute and step back and be like, Adaptations as a whole, we see a lot, uh, in both remakes and from other mediums. And I wanted to know from you guys, what are your just general thoughts whenever you see like an adaptation or a, uh, a remake happen? Like, what are you okay with? What are you not okay with? Like, there, just to give you an example, there's like uh, faithfulness to source material. Okay. Whether, does that, how does that play for you guys? Go, let's go back to the whole what are your thoughts on adaptations and remakes <laughs> my, just as a whole my, um, before we go into any of this I've kind of gotten to the point where I don't think an adaptation is going to be as, as good as the original source it's okay. going to okay. and no matter what it is no matter what so I my expectations are I'm going to watch this movie and I'm going to like it because it's going to be it's going to be part of the of the same universe that I've that I've grown to love from sure. the source material watching the original you know, and this or is reading, a, and the, or, yeah, or, or reading or playing, and this is just like a remake or kind of like a, a re, retelling of someone else's view of how you know we can do it with sure. with. Well, I guess uh, it, 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 either way, whether it's a cartoon remake or anything like that, but it's just never as good as the 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 source material because you grow up with that source material. You have a certain expectation attachment to it, attachment to it, yeah. And so, a majority of the time, it's never gonna go. It's never gonna be what you want from what from what you remember so when you go in, let me ask you this when you go into that remake or adaptation or whatever do you ever look and say 
it doesn't have to be as good as the original. It could be a compliment to the original, or it could re enthuse. It could give me the enthusiasm to go back and enjoy that, or rekindle those emotions. Or does it always feel like you you would you have rather spent the time watching that, or or this feels like it tarnishes that maybe a little bit? Like I don't ever feel like it tarnishes it. Um, I I don't mind remakes because I see it as people that are that are younger that obviously are never going to watch the source material are going to watch this remake and they'll be like why are people talking about this like let me let me check out this this original thing okay. and and either they'll like it or they'll they'll just like the remake you know, either one but it, it gets other people involved in, in something that normally i don't think someone would have ever paid attention to because we're, just, we're not just talking about just a previous film to a new film i'm also wanting to be sure we're talking about books being made into movies. Yeah. I'm generally speaking, everything being turned into a movie. So like a game being turned into a movie, a book being turned into a movie, yeah. a uh, sometimes a, sh a movie being turned into a show. Um, we've had a couple of instances where like 12 Monkeys got made from a movie and then turned into a show. Taken. Fargo. Yeah. Okay, let's not talk about it. Fargo, though, has been getting rave reviews. Like yeah. I've heard it's fantastic it as a show. show. If not, maybe in some opinions better, but it is subjective. So, what about you, Jay? Like, what are your stances on adaptations and remakes? If something's perfect, I don't want it tarnished. Watchmen. But, like, that Watchmen is perfect. That graphic the, novel, the graphic novel. It's perfect. Saying. But the movie, like, I mean, there's some parts that are really cool, but you can't recreate that, I think. It's well, do you, did you feel like you got another perspective when you saw those really cool aspects? I think so, but, like, I don't know. I think some things are not... Better like they can't be made into movies. I feel like Watchmen can't be made. It has to be a TV show. Like the format of it. Or just... what? But so you're okay with the adaptation of it? Just you thought that the the way it was adapted didn't work. He thinks it can't work. Well, he said that show could work. Yeah, show could work. Like certain things can work as a different format. I have to disagree. I think again, this is my just sure. Yeah, no, the I, there's no wrong answer here. I think of the future. This is I also think of how better we're getting with yeah. everything technology wise. I think at at some point, you know, maybe when the movies made at that time, there wasn't enough to, to work it the way you would want it to work. Um, but I think there will always be a point in time where we can create exactly how someone that created this thought like what they had in their be. mind, yeah, and, directly. and, and, and directly put for it better or worse. Video. <laughs> yeah, the, the I think the biggest disagreement you have with Watchmen is it wasn't completely true to the search material. Even the ending mm -hmm. was huge, and mm -hmm. I think the ending. Is, is one of the big things in Watchmen where in the comic book, the ending was like, holy sh... There was an impact. Yeah, yeah. there was a huge mm -hmm. impact. And the ending in the in the movie, it was like that... Felt dude, empty. You know, and obviously reading the search material, you, you're going to become a fan of it. You're going to love it. You're going to... You see everything the way that was. And then when you watch the movie, it's just it's just well, not there because... It's is not it not there because of the way the movie handled it? Or is it not there because you've already known... You already know the story and you're going in with... Eyes that are like and again. I, I like. If, have you reread Watchmen and felt that same impact? Or I didn't reread it after watching. Okay, movie, but that, I'm just that saying could, that that could be a factor. And I'm, I'm gonna bring up his name. Jeff Loeb brought up a good point. It was for one of his shows, and it ended differently from the comic book. And he said, "I was upset with it," but then his explanation was, "Why would you want to? You know, you expect this to happen. If I threw a twist, like wouldn't it be better? You'd be shocked. It did shock me." But I, I mean, okay. So here's so I I've I've been thinking about this since seeing Ghost. I saw Ghost in the Shell earlier this week, and I've been really excited to talk about this with you guys. So 
I kind of did a little bit of research on all the movies, in my opinion, that I was like, this is good example, this is a bad example, you know, just a little bit of everything. One example, I want to, like, what did you guys think of Batman Begins the Dark Knight? Awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was good. Do you like the comics of Batman more than the film? That's the thing I don't like I read comics. I read year one. So how are you? Oh, oh, so okay, sorry. Yeah. You read year one and what? And then the the sequel isn't based off anything. So. Year two. Yeah. Oh, is okay. it year two? I don't. There know. was a year two. There was. Oh, okay. I mean, there's a bunch of different other stories, okay. but they were all kind of kind of self contained. But there's a plethora of comics. How was your Vargas? How was your first introduction to Batman? Was it the show? Was it the comics? Was it just seeing them in... It was the cartoon show. So that is what you hold as like the source, quote unquote, your source material, your internet. Yeah, but the thing is, that's that's actually funny. Um, I watched the show and I watched yeah. the, um, I don't remember the intro. It's a really famous intro. People love it. It's um, The Batman one? The, yeah, they're like, robbing the bank. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, that's like da the original. Da yeah. Da da. They're going so to Comic-Con. There's that one. Da da and, da da. and I love the show, but I never had... Um, it's a show. There's always different storylines yeah. in the in the show. So when I a movie comes out, I'm not expecting them to have exact storyline of, of anything. I don't. Maybe if I watched the movie, or maybe if, if that was a movie instead, I'd be more upset and be like, why didn't they make it the same as the previous movie, just with way better graphics or with okay, way better? Take uh, take. Uh, let's take the Tim Burton Batman and then compare it to the Batman Begins. One. Well, Tim Burton, I grew up with that Tim Burton stuff. So. <laughs> but do you feel? Did you have that uh, conflict in you when you went to see the no, Christopher Nolan because one? Because there's so many iterations of Batman. I only saw it as someone else's iteration. I didn't see it as they're trying to remake the Tim Burton one. If I saw it as a remake, I'd be upset. I'd be they just they they don't hold it. I was to... super upset with Batman and Robin. Super. I've had mixed feelings with that. So like when I first saw it, I was young, naive, with dumb. Michael Keaton. No, 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 no. no, no, no. It's Alicia so Silverstone, <laughs> Uma Thurman, and okay. the man Arnold as <laughs> Mister Freeze. Gotcha. So I grew up with it. I was like, oh, this is fun. I took it in. Tons of toys, you know, whatever. I was a kid. Then I grew up a little bit and I started was like exploring dramatic films and like Oscar films and all these like really good stories and I was like, whoa. And I went back and rewatched it. I was like, this is horrible. This is horseshit. Then a little a few more years went by. I got I got the Christopher Nolan ones. You know, I, I kind of sit with all these different versions of Batman. And I watched the Batman and Robin again and I'm like, this is gold. Like, I really love it, but in a totally different way. I as can a, laugh every comedic, minute. Yeah. It's so funny. And it's it's like they messed up. It's like an accident, but it's like they tried to make something cool at the time. I mean, it didn't miss the mark. but And they've apologized. Like the director, Joe Schumacher, apologized for the film. And George Clooney is like, that was my biggest regret as an actor. But you look at it, and it's like it's this weird Tim Burton-y Adam West Batman, which is like, here's my ice skates, the Bat credit card, never leave the cave without. It. And then like Arnold, one liner after one liner, like everybody freeze. There's a chill. <laughs> <laughs> what killed the dinosaurs? <laughs> Love them. See, I'm laughing. Yeah. So you, so you did bring up a good point about that. You had you've seen already so many iterations, but. We're not that at that point yet with some of these other source materials. What if we get to a point where there's like eight more versions of Watchmen out there? Do you get to a point where you're like, everyone's going to have their one they grew up with? If it becomes that way, because he said, like, I don't know what the guy's name was, where he, the quote you just said. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, no, the... Um, the, the guy who said, you know, if, if I threw a twist, like... Oh, Jeff Lowe. Jeff Lowe. Jeff Lowe. Yeah. So... If, the, the, to the original. 
that's a good thing where if, it could if be. they're doing different iterations where each one's telling a, 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 a story of how they believe Watchmen is I, I find that as, as a as a good concept, but it is going to get old fast because yeah. we've seen it's the same. It gets saturated, yeah, and in, in a different kind of well, like. To go back to the Batman now, to the point I was making was you look at Batman Begins in the Dark Knight, and to some degree, you could say uh, 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 the third one I forget what it's called Rises. Yeah, Dark Knight Rises, but mostly the first two. Fantastic films. I think majority could say that that they were at least good films, if not great films. But they never took from one source material, and they weren't always faithful to any one story. Mm-hmm. They made their own. So, A, there's the argument of, like, is it always good to be faithful to the source material? Sometimes it's good to venture. It gives you the opportunity to create this new stories that are now iconic for their own right. And, B, it, like, it was an adaptation of an existing material. But, yeah, there are so many different things people have grown up with. But, like... You have to be brave, but you also, I think there's a balance again with the art products thing we talked about with uh, games. I think that that was a case where they nailed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's take another one Sin City. Mm-hmm. Faith, not mm-hmm. like 99% faithful to the mm-hmm. source material. 300, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like 300, the comic book. It was whatever, yeah, but it was like iconic, like stylized. The but they were both they were both well received. Yeah, they were well received. Well, because they were so they were well received in one regard. Three hundred. I want to bring up the point of the cultural aspect. It was well received. I mean, by and large, but there was a big outrage from the Middle Eastern community of how they were being portrayed. Now, it was faithful to the comic, but the role of that it was, it's a fictional story, so you could take it however. We're not. I'm not commenting on whether it was good or not, but. Yeah. There was a cultural issue, and that that kind of is the other thing that I feel like the two biggest things with with remakes and adaptations, aside from I don't give a shit or it's getting older, saturated, like you said, is how faithful or unfaithful is it to source material, and you get the decisiveness or divisiveness there, and how culturally accurate is it, and how much does that affect it? Because there could be another movie where a guy, uh, uh, let's say Doctor Strange. They replaced the master or the great, the wise person who was a or oriental character, and they replaced her with a female character. People were outraged, but on the flip side of it, there's this huge outrage in Osc. I mean, at least in the Oscars, of like, why aren't there more uh, strong female roles out there? And it's like, if there's not one group of people uh, upset, another group is going to be upset. Right. And I'm like, how do you, you got to at some point just be like, this is their version, and it's it's. They wanted to create it. Yeah, it's a bit of a business, but it's also a bit of art. And the, I'm look like I was looking at Ghost in the Shell a bit, and I'm like, okay, it's a it's a big company. They're trying to make money, so that that is an aspect of this. They're they're not just doing it for the art of it. Otherwise, yeah. it would be free. So they want to see a return on their investment. What do they know that works? And and they they look like celebrities that they see a trend. I mean, there, there's not a hundred percent fact like science to this, where it's like this celebrity will generate this yeah. much revenue for us. Uh, the, but like a quick point, I want to just say before you, I, I'm curious what you think. But with uh, they they banked on it and it didn't work. It sh- the movie flopped for all intents and purposes. Yeah, it didn't do well, so it didn't work that way. But it was because of this outrage. But then you're wondering. Does Hollywood need to push more of these culturally diverse, like different diversities for their films? What if there's there they said there's there's maybe a scarcity of it. Is it Hollywood's job or these studios' jobs to push them, or is it those actors and creators' job 
to make themselves relevant. And I make the analogy to wrestling where if you're not a big enough performer, then they won't push you. But if they don't push you, you won't be a big enough performer. It's like a chicken and the egg sort of thing. Like Jordan Peele, he made himself relevant with his own creation. He stuck with a small studio. He got his stuff out there. He played it smart. And I give him mad props because now his film is like the the best uh, selling original screenplay of all time. Mm -hmm. It ble- I think it beat out Blair Witch. I mean, I'm, oh, sure. I may be missing what the the, yeah, the, the accolade is, yeah. but it did amazing. And so he's made him and his content relevant. Is who's it on? Like with that cultural stuff, I, I, I think, think it's, it's on Hollywood. Honestly. Really, because mm-hmm. Hollywood, it, it's they're the ones who want to make the money. It, they're the ones so who the ultimately who get though. the most money. Yeah, the creators, but they're getting paid. They're like they're. They're an employee. Hollywood is the is the the highest tier, and they're the ones they're the ones who are like, we're gonna do this because we want money. We're gonna come up with, um, we're, we want to remake Ghost in the Shell because it's it's a well well known, well received story. What about the Christopher Nolans who are like, I can do whatever I want. I've gotten to myself to a point where now Hollywood is needing me See, to make. But it. he's like, gotten to the point. He pushed himself to the point where he can make decisions. Where he's like, Hollywood, I want to make this. Yeah. And if and obviously since he's so well known, they're like. Great idea. Let's you know they're going to be yes sure. men's to him. But if you're not that point, it's Hollywood's decision. So I think ultimately it's always Hollywood. And mm-hmm. I think with specifically with Ghost in the Shell, it did flop. That's a point that I wanted to bring up. Mm-hmm. And I, the, so the controversy wasn't huge. I mean, there was. I mean, when you see the film, they kind of address the issue too within yeah. the story. Um, I don't, I don't want to spoil too much of it, but yeah, it kind of gets looped story wise but yeah but it, it wasn't I mean there were stories about you know people not being happy with what it was but it wasn't crazy like it wasn't you know mad hysteria about this movie gonna be crappy because of the, the, so the even the creator movies. chimed in on this and he's like I think a lot of the people that have an issue with this are having an agenda with this film and that's exactly what I think but I think the people that did it so this specifically Ghost in a Shell originally an anime yeah so there's there's gonna be hardcore set in tokyo too set in tokyo so this is all japan stuff yeah um and and i think honestly i think the reason it flopped is because these fans they're not well voiced they don't speak very often the ones that enjoy it the ones that enjoy these things the ones that would have pushed this movie to being a success would have watched this had they kept japanese uh, casting had they kept it you know um Closer, not not closer to the source material. If it had the same exact storyline, but it's it's similar. It's it's the same thing. They have the spider tank. They have everything that the original had. But if they had Japanese casting, I think honestly these these fans would have been more um, happy to see it and wouldn't have mind going. But this is a whole other topic. But sure, it reminded me of the Marvel, the diverse thing. Yeah, you heard about it, right? No. Oh, the with saying, the with the comics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the VP of sales attributed the the drop in sales of Marvel comics right now to their big push recently to make their cast of heroes diverse. So they had a female Thor. They've had a female Iron Man. They've had a or a black female Iron Man. They've had a Miss Marvel who was Middle Eastern. And he went on record saying that. Our effort to try and make a diverse uh, has dropped sales. It is the reason we lost sales, and so many people got that yes. that upset because it it night that is a BS excuse. Mm-hmm. I think um, in that sense, and this is my opinion, but I think he went back and they had him like give a new statement. Is that right? Because <laughs> Thor and Miss Marvel, when Ms. Mar- I was reading comics. 
This movie's they're still excellent. great. They're, they're excellent. Batwoman stories. for DC has been fantastic. Um, Spidey Gwen is a great story, and ton, like people love her, and their character has been fantastic. So but that it's not for me. So I don't read comic books. So sure. you're, you're talking about these comic books. I haven't read them. You're telling me that they're great stories, you mm-hmm. know. But a lot of people, and this is a phrase that people use: don't judge a book by its cover. But that happens a lot. Yeah, it you does. know, I'm gonna see the cover, a female mm-hmm. Thor. Thor's a man, you know. Mm-hmm. Put it back in the aisle, not even read it. Even though the, the the story is fantastic, even though this this story is probably better than than the original Thor story, you yeah. know. It's a it's something I'm it's not different. Used to. It's, it's not it's what different. I what I'm you yeah. know. And I'm not saying that can be said about remakes yeah, too. It's I'm, like that's not what I grew up. That's a different. Yeah, and there's different I, different sets of opinions, but something that's always kind of. I think what hold true is going to be that you, if you grew up with this and you've you've loved it, that's how it's going to be. You know, I grew up with Batman, but that has different storylines. Sure. I saw it as a story because it was multiple, or I'm sorry, I saw it as as a series. So there's multiple stories yep. to it. That's why I don't have an issue. with I do believe the studios are to blame because they kind of know what sells. Like I'm gonna put Lad the Last of Us for an example. They wanted to make the cover word the male character. Joel would be up front taking 75% of the cover and Neil Druckmann, the creative of was is like, nope, Ellie is going to be the main person. And she's the one that's yeah. up front and Joel's in the back. Sure. So I put the blame on the studios. Because well, they know what sells. So they, but I mean, do they? Because they make these decisions yeah, and then they, decision they, they, they suffer have. for it. So they think they, they they're in a position of control like what you said. Jersey. Yeah, that was one. But I... I the putting uh, it's a it's a definitely a mixed bag. There's no right or wrong here. So some cases it, it is the reason, some cases it isn't the reason. But I think to me, whenever like this the VPS sales for the comic, for instance, I mean you could attribute it to any number of other things in other mediums too, but I think lazy writing is ultimately uh what makes something suffer to those that do go through and watch it like yeah the cover is definitely a big factor so first impression of something is a big part of it but when you're actually sitting there and you're watching it i don't care whether it's scarlett johansson i don't care whether it's lucy Liu, i don't care whether it's any like uh, uh alicia fox for what i get if they're not telling me a good story and it matters to, like they wrote they put the time and effort into it i'm not gonna give a shit anyway Actually, I have a good example. Ghostbusters. The recent one? Yeah. yeah. No one wanted to watch... Actually, you know what? I don't know anyone that watched that film. But I watched it. It was not that bad. It was actually better than Ghostbusters 2. It's not. It doesn't come close to Ghostbusters 1. Right. That movie is better but than Ghostbusters 2. a lot of people 2. don't like Ghostbusters Yeah, people will look at it and be like, oh, it's female. A lot of people are wrong. <laughs> a lot of people watched it. Oh, it's a, it's a female cast. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, yeah, they put it off because it's a female cast. Mm-hmm. And there was so much controversy when they first heard it. All female cast, this is dumb. Like, blah, blah, blah. But, it, but again, it is a good story. I haven't seen it. Sorry. Here's an example of one case that I kind of go against. I don't, from my social circles, we all, my, me and my friends all love it. Speed Racer. A lot of people ragged on it. Yeah, it was an anime. They whitewashed. That one was whitewashed. <laughs> um, the Wachowskis made it. Uh, John Goodman's the father. Uh, I forget his name. Is this is the main character? Um, Who's the monkey? The monkey was Danny played Danny. by um, Gorilla Grodd, oh, okay. or Kong, Kong's son. No, it was played by uh, the guy that did Gollum. Okay, oh, circus. <laughs> yeah, Andy Circus. And anyway, um, I really enjoyed that movie, and I know that it didn't do well by sales wise, but that was to me. It regardless of what uh, culture they were. 
it didn't like I looked at the characters for the characters, like the qualities of the characters what came through. The whole thing, uh, you take it like the Spider-Man. There's Peter Parker's Spider-Man, then there's Miles Morales. Miles Morales has become one of the best-selling Spider-Man comics for a while, and they're pushing him not as much as they could, but definitely a lot. And it's because of what the, what defines the characters. The things like I'm going to quote Batman Begins here. It's not who. It's not. Uh, Isn't that Spider-Man? No, no, no. It's it's, it's <laughs> Batman. He's like it's what you do that defines you. It's not I who. That's when Commissioner Gordon. So, no, 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 no wasn't not it was Rachel Dawes. <laughs> not everyone's a hero. <laughs> so I, I mean, there's, I mean, we're just talking mostly about uh, comics and uh, games to yeah. some degree, but there's also books like Potter. Mm. There's I Ready mean, Player One is going to be remade and or not or remade, adapted. It's being adapted. But into kick, a movie. here's one, Kick Ass. Like I love the comic. Nothing will take away from what the comic was to me. Mm-hmm. The movie was great in its own regard, and I'm like. I love the movie and I love the comic in different ways and they complement each other so well, in my opinion. But what if that's... And so I'm like, I love that they did a movie. What if that's a product? Like you enjoying both because they they both did a good job. Like the movie itself is really good on its own. Yeah. The comic was really good on its own. And, And even though it's not, you know, maybe good to the source material, but the movie was so good that you don't care. Like it yeah. did its own thing. That's, it did it yeah. fantastic. But with, with Ghost in the Shell... It doesn't do its own thing. It, it it tries to follow the source material to like. There's a lot that it tries to follow. It it does nearly. There's those pin, pivotal moments that it's copying exactly. Yeah. You know, but everything in between, it's not exactly the same. And so therefore, it's it's trying to be exactly what the anime was, but then they use they miss the different ball. characters because and I think that's where they missed the ball. I everything to me was fine. I didn't have an issue with Scarlett Johansson. It didn't help or hurt the movie for me. I, I think it did hurt the movie. Not okay. for me personally. Sure, but, but as a whole. As a yeah. whole, I, I honestly think having a, a, um, a cast that wasn't Japanese, I think ultimately it made what, what made the movie flop. And I think Hollywood or the studios were what, counting on Johansson to bring in new eyes, sure. new minds to this movie. That, that not, I mean, a lot of people know about it, but it's an anime. It's, it's specific to one group of people that watch anime. Well, and it's not... Here's two things. One, what if, what if the creator who made Ghost in a Shell, or whatever the content is, they want to see whatever happened happen? Like, they're like, I want this remade, and they have creative control, and they're like, I want a new cast. I want you to go in a different direction. I mean, that's Does just she, to him, but I, I, I still think... Is it right or wrong at that point to say... Oh, I'm not... I'm not saying you're saying. I'm just no, saying, no. like, the mask to be so outraged. I, like, if, if the creator who made this and brought gave this to us, ultimately, shouldn't it be their call? Or should it be their call? Because it's out in the public now, mm-hmm. and, and we're paying to keep it alive or not. Like, look at uh, um, Game of Thrones or Walking Dead. Like, they're adaptations, but they kind of go their own direction. Yeah, so... When it comes to that, I am saying that they're wrong. That the studio did it wrong. And if the studio, sure, but I'm saying, I mean, like, but the, if you're saying the creator, the guy who, who started, he's like, like thumbs up or thumbs up. If he up. thumbs it up, he's wrong as well. Really? And, and if he's going to do something to this extent where he's like, I want it, I want it to become its own thing. He has to iterate that. He has to say, this is Ghost in a Shell, but this is not the original Ghost in a Shell. You have to make well, it. I mean, you isn't have to it make evident? it known. It's not evident to me. I thought they were trying to remake Ghost in the Shell as an as yeah, a live action. Ultimately, it is a remake. If you want to see Ghost in the Shell, go see the the anime. This is just my response. If they do a good job, 
I don't care. But if they did a horrible job, then yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's tons of ways we can pick this apart. So I, I see where you're coming from. I'm just saying, like, I, I'm, I feel like as, as a creator, you, they go through an insurmountable amount of challenges and whatnot to put out whatever they want. And as they go forward, they have, the, I mean, to some degree, if not 100%, to some degree, they should be like, I want to, I was always curious, what would it be like if it was set in Egypt or... Like, here's an example, like... Let's say Naruto or Dragon. They already made a Dragon Ball yeah, movie. Yeah, unfortunately. If they made like another movie, I would want an all Asian cast for Dragon Ball. I wouldn't want it exactly all white because it just it would just look weird for Dragon Ball. Like, yeah. But again, with 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 the anime, I thought it was a. It, I thought it was just an adaptation of the exact same thing. Yeah. As a live action, that's what I thought it was. I didn't take it as um, even if it's a remake. I, when I hear the word remake, I think of it gonna be remade exactly the way it is in live action that's how i see it well, but one one yeah. new thing that's coming out yeah blade runner sure mm-hmm. it's a sequel the, there's just there's oh it's a sequel yeah. never mind because i didn't even know it was a sequel yeah because i remember <laughs> seeing a recent trailer where they showed old harrison ford's character uh, decker and they showed a young ryan gosling yeah so okay never mind you I, thought I, it was I, a remake i thought it was a remake. yeah yeah I and, thought so too until that. Like, and in, so that in that case, only because it's already been made into a live action, I would have taken it as a, a, it, it's a movie going its own route. I would have seen it that way. Well, okay. Here's another question. What do you think about a foreign film getting adapted into, well, for us, into our culture? Like, I don't think we'll ever do a good job on that. Really? Yeah. Oh, I think, I think, yeah. <laughs> well, here's a question. Did you enjoy Departed? Oh shit! I, I did. Yeah, the Chinese. That's based on a, a Japanese film. Yeah, the, Chinese, the Chinese one's a lot better. See, yeah. Well, I mean, so I still gotta watch it. No, no, I'm just saying, like that was its own thing, but they yeah. added this. They made their own version of it, and it's no. You did. I don't think there was any outrage at the time mm-hmm. of like, why didn't you do any sort of culture of casting? Because know, there's a really well, the, yeah. There's a really cool scene where the cops and the robbers in the Chinese version they're talking. The Chinese. To yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. They're talking, sorry. Chinese they're talking to each other and they're saying, "Hey, we're playing poker right now." And the guy's like, "What do you mean? I can see your cards." And then the commissioner goes, "You know what's funny? I can see your cards too, because the moles are yeah. opposite the part of the other. story." And I was like, "Why did they put that in the film?" Well, I mean, I looked at the Departed, the Scorsese film, as its own thing, and I, I judged it on its own, even though I knew it came from that remake, an Infernal, Internal or Infernal yeah, Affairs. They're both really good films. Yeah, but I mean, like. That was a remake of a foreign film, and it did well, for for better or worse. So yeah, I go back to what you're saying was like whether or not it's a remake of something, whether or not the casting is different. If they can tell a story and it doesn't like all the pieces fall in the right place, props to them. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, as long as it's good, I won't complain. But if it sucks, that that's the thing though, because when you say that Departed was good, I didn't know it was a remake or or like an adaptation sure. in, in American wise. It did a really good job. I love that. That's that's a movie that I think about all the time. Yeah. Yet I feel like no one ever brings up when it, in a conversation. Yeah, yeah. It, like it's it has such the elevator scene exactly. <laughs> but when you when, and then you, you bring up like if it's good, honestly, I think this remake Ghost in a Shell with Scarlett Johansson. I think it's a it's good. I think it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. But it's still flopped. You know, and I don't know if later in the future it's going to become like those. One of those classics. cult classic things. Sure, might. I, I mean, really like, don't think so because it's already there for yeah. the original anime. There was like the Total Recall remake. Mm-hmm. There was uh, they're re- they're doing another one. Um, one of those Arnold films, I think. I don't know. Like, 
Conan. Predator. They did Conan the Barbarian. They yeah, did that with Jason Momoa. And they're doing it a, again. They're, they're There's The Mummy. The Mummy. No, Brendan Fraser. Predator. Predator. I mean, I don't know if that's a sequel or not. You brought up, like, the original monsters. I watched the trailer for The Mummy and The Walking Dead, and it showed the head of Dracula in a jar. Oh. It had the fangs. I was like, oh, shit. Wait, in The Mummy? In The Mummy, the trailer. So they're remaking Dracula, is what you're telling me. They already did. With Tom Cruise in it. No, no, no. (laughs) The Dracula one was, I don't know if it's going to be a part of it, because that one flopped, but it was supposed to be with, uh, uh, what's his name? No, um, Luke Evans. He played Gaston in the the remake of Beauty and the (laughs) Beast. Yeah, so, so that was a case. Here's an example. Succeeded sales-wise of Beauty and the Beast. Literally, from all accounts that I've heard, my like with a few inclusions of new songs, it was a play-by-play mm-hmm. exact replica of the existing uh, anime, Disney animated film, except it's now in CG. What the hell? To me, what the fuck's the point? Like, as a viewer, like, why do I want to watch this? Live action? Yeah, live action. Why? Well, that's what I said. All I see when I... Am I, I'm, I don't... If anyone likes it, it's fine. I'm, You're angry. No, but it, to me, every I tried watching The Jungle Book. It's pro, It was good for what I yeah. saw of it, but all it made me want to do was go back and watch the original. You're going to watch Aladdin. You know why? More. It's directed by Guy Ritchie. Yeah, but the, Robin Williams, <laughs> rest in peace, is uh, not with us. And who the hell is going to play Genie? I mean, the, the, the body, yeah, but the voice... Come on, Lion King. The, here's another thing. They're getting. They're, this is another big thing. It was casting. <laughs> is getting people to reprise the roles in the remake. Like why? Like I understand. Okay, I get James Earl Jones. Fantastic. Like he's a national treasure. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But you open the door. I think where why not? Why don't we just recast everyone else? And why don't we just remake? Why don't we just do shot for shot? Like I feel like with a remake. To some degree, I mean, you got to pick how you want to approach it because it's ultimately like, what do you want the remake to be? Like, identify the goal. Like, do we want to rekindle, I guess, with with Beauty and the Beast, they want to rekindle the energy, maybe give it for a new generation. Like you said, like, there's a lot of times where things get brought in because the next generation of uh, our, our youths um, want to experience something like that, like what we did in the cinemas. But I feel like... Sometimes it's just like you open up the door and it's like, why? Yeah, yeah, they have to ask that question because if they don't, then they don't know. And then it shows with the film. It's like, why Why am I watching it if you don't know why mm-hmm. we're watching it? Um, they're doing it with a ton of all these Disney. I think they have like 10 set to go. Yeah. I don't know. It's definitely a mixed bag. I don't have a – I don't. I personally don't have like a everything matches because I love, for instance, uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Fantastic mm-hmm. books. The Swedish version of the f- the film adaptations, great. The American Dave, David uh, Fincher film mm-hmm. of just the first one, great on its own. Like each of them, yeah. I love because yeah. of their version was a different take great story. on the st- on yeah, yeah because it was good storytelling yeah, yeah. just like to drink goes back to but with Beauty and the Beast that's yeah. nostalgia I hit a lot of points sorry <laughs> yeah Beauty and the Beast that's nostalgia and that's it's been a very long time and I personally saw the I saw Beauty and the Beast. I didn't like it. I didn't care for it. Okay. I saw it and I was like, cool. I, I if it was gonna be live action, it was shot I, it was very close to shot for shot. There's a lot of things there's I, I picked out that weren't exactly shot for shot. It, honestly, I didn't like the casting. I didn't not the casting. I didn't like the costuming. Okay. I didn't like how it it I wished Belle looked like Belle in the in the in the cartoon, in the cartoon yeah. you know, I wanted to have her that that the the hair that she has in, sure. in the cartoon, 
Um, the Beast, I didn't like the, the CGI on the Beast. Um, it just didn't look very well. Yeah. It just didn't look good to me. Yeah, yeah it didn't personally. capture what... Yeah. You, yeah. So, it, honestly, because I was picking at these issues, I it didn't... I just didn't care for it. I saw it. It was the exact same thing, but I didn't, I didn't care for it. Sure. I'd, I'd rather just watch the original. Um, but again, that's nostalgia because I was watching it and a bunch of people loved it. A yeah, yeah, yeah. Cried. It was the same story. That's Disney, man. You know, it's, yeah, exactly. And that's there's times when there's stuff for that. And I think... There's a time and place for all of it. Yeah, with Disney, with, with Beauty and the Beast, I think it was a good time. I mean, it had already been so long and it's just a retelling of, of a story in, in live action yeah. that people love. And I don't have an issue with that. But... Um, what was the other story? <laughs> the There's, other things you brought up, you brought up so much. I brought stuff. a lot. Well, yeah. like here, uh, Game of Thrones. I want to touch on that real quick. It is to some degree faithful to the source material, but it it it's one of those cases where the source is still being made, and then this is now super going past it. Full Metal Alchemist was an example of that, where the original anime of it, and uh, Walking Dead's another case of it. No, yeah, where they they were filming their version. I mean, they eventually went back with it, Full Metal, but Game of Thrones. It's now like you can enjoy the sh- the show, or you can enjoy the book. You can enjoy both, but some people are like, I've been a book reader for all these years, and now like the show is revealing things that Martin hasn't revealed yet. So I mean, there's like a ton of points of view. It's becoming stuff. its own thing, and the, yeah, with Walking with, Dead too. With Game of Thrones, there hasn't been enough time for the book to become a cult classic. The really? book isn't even done. Well, I mean, it, I think it was before the the films came out, it had a, a loyal following yeah. then. But now that it's become like this cultural phenomenon, it's sort of like become but its own. That just shows how much, I think, video-wise, yeah. how much more people watch as opposed to read. Right. Because it, it's sad. just... Uh, yeah, because obviously the following of, of, the, of the show... Have led to a lot of people reading the book. That's and true. Yeah. It's funny too. And w- wouldn't you say like adaptations can help serve in that purpose? And that like I watched, we watched Ghost in a Shell, and maybe some people's this was their first experience. Like that wasn't what I thought it was, but they're intrigued now to go back to that. But there is a time limit. Like let's say the books came out, and like it's it's, it's been ten years since since these Game of Thrones books have come out. Okay, there, there's going to be an expectation of how the movie should be should be made, or how the show should be made. And people will either love or hate the show. I can tell you right now, I'm not gonna like Ready Player One the movie. I, I mean, Why? the book. You have so you have a preset. I already have like a well, preset notion of how things are supposed to be, and Steven Spielberg is gonna take out a lot of this original source material. So you don't think it'll maybe give another view? There's a he's lot of do, copyright stuff. He's got to do it. Yeah, they have to you cut out a lot. If he doesn't put Leo Part on, he better put Voltron. He better put like it has to be one upped. Everything that he takes out, it has to be something cooler. So that's his money. There's a yeah. There's a lot. If he can't, no, he can't. Yes, he Ultron, equal it Mecha, or Mecha Godzilla. But that, what I'm saying is, what if Warner Brothers is Mecha Godzilla? Okay. So Mecha Godzilla. To your point earlier, what if he makes it good, but it's different? If he makes it good, and it's different, <laughs> but he has to make it good. Okay. That's the problem. That's tough. Yeah, it is. It is very tough. But um, yeah, there's a lot of copyright issues on that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely some... This is, I, I, I feel like we're not even done. I no, no, I mean, like, it's definitely... I, it was just something I wanted to vocalize and see your guys' points of view and share that, get viewers' points of view as well. I'd love to hear what viewers think about this, too. Everyone... I, this is something throughout time. Anytime a new, like, a Batman movie comes out or an X-Men movie comes out or a book adaptation comes out, it's like, the book was better, the show was better, the comic... 
these discussions of like they need to be faithful like what if it's good but what if it's like Heath Ledger being cast that's different but it was good yeah he did and so like you see cases where you you hope for the best you expect the worst but I mean it's and then you the whole other debate is whether these should even exist not even like whether what shit was okay or not when they happen it's just like there's not enough good new ideas why don't they just instead of remaking things Pay homage yeah. to them yeah. and, and infuse like That's, like with the RoboCop movie, the remake, that could have been called anything else, <laughs> and I would have just enjoyed it. The, but probably more, RoboCop. but they had to like shoe in the RoboCop name yeah. to it, and I was like, that I feel like was one of the cases where it anchored it down rather than let it fly. I yeah. was like, that could have been its own kind of new idea, but it you you definitely see inspirations. I think Stephen King does a lot of that. I think. Uh, Many other uh, Edgar Wright does that. Quentin Tarantino does that all the time. He doesn't remake things. He constantly has inspirations from things, and you can easily see it. And, and it's that, not copywritten. Or that anything. would be a great idea. I think Ghost in the Show would have would have done a good job. Sure. Had they it's had just the a same sci-fi. universe with with something similar, where you know there's there's going to be another robot. Um, it's human, not a, okay. So you know. you're saying like if they kept it in that world, yeah. but it was a it's new a story. World, like that's what I'm excited for, for to watch um, Blade Runner the, the, the sequel. Yeah. The, the sequel, like or I Alien. love that universe. I love that that dystopian yeah. kind of thing. The and, atmosphere, and, yeah. And and Ghost in the Show has that, but I feel they didn't show very much of that dystopian world. Yeah. It was always following her. It was you know the only time is there's there's shots where she's on the roof about to like you know propel down yeah and that's when you kind of see that the whole city but it never it never goes to the streets that's something i wish it would have done the streets oh. were real empty did you notice that well there's a dystopian world people are dying left and right i mean you, you see crowds <laughs> but then every time they drive on a street yeah, it was nobody. like where the fuck is yeah, it is, the, this they, is a ghost town they didn't have the budget to have people in those shots okay but um that brings an, obvers- an observation that I've noticed. Yeah. Um, there's remake movies. There, sure. There's also not necessarily remake games, but they're kind of redoing games to come out for newer systems. Like oh, yeah. PS4. Yeah, they remastered have, yeah, or remastered all that games. stuff. So there's a lot of games that are that have a lot of nostalgia, and they're remastering it. And I think that leads to, again, games taking a long time to do. Also goes back to another way of getting more content out of something. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like the Uncharted games, patch. they were like... Try the HD collection and then go into the... Yeah, it all got patched into into better quality visuals. Yeah. yeah. Final thoughts? Anything? I think uh, we can continue talking if you want. All right, we're going to be here for the rest of the night, guys. <laughs> um, no, um, yeah, we're. I'm definitely curious what viewers think. Uh, I think my opinion is going to go pretty case by case. Uh, it's going to probably... I do want opportunities regarding the culture thing i do want opportunities for more of a culturally diverse like everyone getting an equal shot like i don't want it to be you have to be white male and x feet high to get a role but i do think and i also agree with you in that i think a large part of it plays on the studio's controls i do think it's on the creators and the actors and actresses to really fight that like with more now more than ever social media and internet being what it is, people can campaign and do all sorts of cool stuff and be very creative with getting themselves the opportunities that they want in very creative ways. And I think breaking that mold really gives them the opportunities and really sets them out like separate. So other than that, I I don't hate remakes. I, you know, it depends on the what, what it is and what I like, but uh, I'm, I get excited when someone gets a new crack at something. Cause I'm like, I'm curious what your take on, like Batman, like Batman, um, 
I, I kind of look at more adaptations like Batman in that there's already so many versions of this, whatever the other source materials are too, because there's fanfic, there's all these other yeah. things. I am curious what your version of this would be. I would wish you had like did your own idea, like that trumps everything, mm-hmm. but I just want to see a new sort of thing. Because is is this taking ideas off of the comics? yeah? It's time. Like these yeah. are two three years, if not sequels. You know, ten years at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's in, it's a crazy time we live in. There's definitely no shortage of content. So, what are you, what are you Jake? I'm excited for Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> they did the opposite. So Mary Jane is not white. Yeah. Flash Thompson is they, not white. They incorporated a, one of the Miles, the ultimate Spidey characters as his best friend. Mm-hmm. Who's like a Filipino guy. Yep. He's pretty cool. I like him in the yeah, trailers. Yeah. He's got the, the Death Star. Yeah. Yeah, like, is, you see the one where he sees him like yeah. walking in the ceiling. He's like, you're the Spider-Man. <laughs> and he drops the, the Death Star yeah, Lego. Sure. Okay. Just so. making sure. Yeah. Cool. So good... I think that's a wrap for yeah. today's episode. Um, I think we have to wrap it up. I'm going to be staying up all night thinking about all these deep topics. <laughs> we talk about. Like, I learned a lot from your YouTube stuff. You got me thinking about op- different ways games could, like, take forward. And now I'm thinking of every movie coming out this year. And These are all good topics. We could have just kept talking all day about these things. All right, part two. We're going to start recording. Podcast. <laughs> we'll continue on next week. Well, next week, seminal, seminal, definitive Episode 10. Yeah, next week's episode 10. 10 episodes. Excellent, give it to you. I'm surprised that we've kept weekly. It's consistent. (laughs) Yeah, a consistent. This is original content, everyone. We're not remade. I'm my own, uh, whatever culture. Originally bi weekly. Yeah, Yeah, that was true. (laughs) Back to advertisement brought to you by. Yeah, we'll get advertisements. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so thanks again for joining us on the weekly DLC. Um, uh, You can find me on at Cujo Prime on various social medias. You can get me on Twitter at The Fulio or on Instagram at The Fulio365. Social media at the last bosses. And if you have any questions, uh, we have our Facebook page, which is the weekly DLC. Uh, hit us up there with anything you have thoughts, comments, questions, concerns, things you want to hear us talk about in the future. If you want to go a more private route, we welcome you to email us at uh, ask the weekly DLC at gmail.com. Um, we more than happy to field any questions you got, any comments, anything you want to kind of get in private. More than happy to yeah. hit or up if, there. If you just want to talk to us, even through email, yeah, don't be afraid. We'll read it, you know. And if if it's something Send interesting, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it on the podcast for sure. Like this guy brought this up, you know. So anywhere, just hit us up on social media. We want you guys to be a part of the conversation. Let us know what you think, please, guys. If we get enough, we could probably have like a reader mail section. That'd yeah. be fun. So, cool. Well, thanks for joining us, and that's been another episode of the Weekly DLC. We will DLC you later. How to get it in there. (laughs) Peace. (laughs)